Welcome to the One Like One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have one of my favorite couples sitting in my kitchen right here. Uh, one from Canada, one from New Jersey. Um, I guess I have to say their phone names, even though I never call them that in real life. So, Mr. Doyle Wolfgang Frankenstein. Von Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Von Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and Dick. Elisa White Gloves. Yeah. Correct. Very good. Yeah, but I never call I never call you guys by your full name, so this is kind of strange. We don't call each other by our full names. And either. our names are like a lot more complex than yours. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I gotta admit. <laughs> so welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you. Um it's it's been interesting doing both of you guys at one time. I have my questions. If you could see my questions are um on the wall in my kitchen <laughs> behind you guys. But um we won't peek. So this question I guess I'll do the question when I do the question be for both of you guys, you can answer your own way, okay? Sure. Sure. So First and foremost, obviously, you were born in Lodi, New Jersey. No, I was born in Patterson, New Jersey. Oh, shit, Patterson. What? I don't even know that. I used to hang out <laughs> in Patterson, New Jersey. Patterson's sure, awesome. Sure, yeah. Wow, interesting. So the stuff's wrong on the interweb. Everything on the internet's uh, wrong. Well, yeah. Okay. Th that's not real life. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. So, Patterson, you were born in Montreal? Yes. Okay, awesome. And we're going to get to how you guys met and dated and all that awesome shit later. Um, so, growing up in New Jersey, school, and then growing up in Canada, school, how were you in school? Did you like school? Did you graduate? How were your grades? Ladies first. Okay. <laughs> All right, if you insist. Uh, <laughs> I was actually like, I love school. And okay. I still would like to return to university and, and do some more studies at some point when I have time. Yeah. For If we just move backwards, um, for a lot of my early touring and like the early and mid-2000s, I was still in university. And I would have to, uh, you know, I would have to write exams in universities in other countries and i would have to like get my school to coordinate with that university wow. so that i would like do a show wake up early in the morning go write an exam then go do you know drive to the next city do another show so i was still doing that for a while and that is like really stressful <laughs> wow but uh, you, you got good grades and stuff yeah i was actually a, i was a really really good student um she's actually a vulcan I'm actually, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I really liked school. So I just applied myself to, to all of it because I really like learning. It was really interesting. And I was, there was me and, uh, a girl who's still actually my best friend. And we were the top of the school all throughout high school, um, graduated valedictorian of, Dang. of one of my schools. What and, year? Ooh, when did I graduate elementary school? 19, not 12. <laughs> no. 1895. No. That's when you graduated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when was that? Um, I graduated high school in 2001 and I graduated elementary school in 1996. Awesome. So <laughs> that's crazy. We're on tour together. Then. We were. <laughs> I was just thinking that. No yeah, way. So, so I was just a little kid and yeah, but I love school. You know, I always did it. I always just really applied myself and I was, and I got lots of awards in, in math, public speaking, leadership, gym, theater I, I you know i did all the the sets the backdrops yeah. for the theater and stuff i like i'm not trying to brag but like i fucking worked hard and oh can i swear yeah okay <laughs> yeah but yeah i worked really hard and i really liked school so that was like a good time for me actually i felt like i had really awesome teachers and good schools and good peers and yeah in the area that i live in it was like very multicultural so i feel like i got like a good social education as well that's awesome yeah what about you, sir? Horrible. Horrible in school. Hated school. I was, I got A's in uh, art, gym, and lunch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time, and I just recently found out that I am dyslexic. Oh, wow. Uh, this late in life, you found that out. Yeah, I was, uh, she was, uh, she was going to sing at the Medal of Allegiance the other day, and I had some uh, tea in my, uh, in my luggage, and I was like, I got some tea for you for your 
vocals, you know, and, and I don't know what's called. And I started reading it, and I read Vo Calzone. <laughs> Calzone. I thought it was from because I got it in Europe, so oh, I thought right. it was something German name or yeah. something, and the, you know. But the first thing I seen was Calzone, <laughs> so that's what it was. So you pretty much figured out you just left. Just left well, it. yeah, she she well, figured it out. No, the, I mean we knew Vulcan before dish. that, but that was pretty. Well, but you we, haven't seen the doctor for it or anything. Nah. Well, it's clear. But it's, it's so, clear. <laughs> did you gra- did you graduate? Clear. I did. Okay. Yeah. And you had great grades to pass that. That's good. No. You, I, you made it out of I made it. He just yeah. banged the teacher to get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Did you uh, did you play sports? Uh, just football. Okay. So both both of you were you guys into music in school? Were you going to concerts in school? Like your first concert when you're high school? Or? Yeah, actually. Um, like I said, I had like a, a good group of friends and we would always do group projects together. We had music. I don't even think, yeah, I don't think that's offered anymore actually, but we had Not that. I, I played drums actually. What? And, then wow. I, and then I played the flute, the, Did the you know lateral this? flute. Okay. No, and you could play drums in my band if you'd like. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm nowhere near that good, but, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, so what well, we had that in music and then we also like, you know, if we had to do a book report or something, rather yeah. than just handing in some essay, we would actually make songs sometimes. And okay. we would like sing the song about, like we did it about some Shakespeare books we had to read. We like wrote a song and then performed it for the class. That's awesome. We did that a few different times in a few different classes. We wrote a play at one point, like a musical. You're very creative play. then. Yeah, it was fun to do that. And that's why I like this job now because it's still kind of the same. Like, you know, we still, it's like a group of people and we get yeah. together and we put together this this creative experience and it's yeah. fun. Were you, were you guys like kind of the outcast in school? Oh, people? totally. Totally. I was the only punk rock kid in the school. I was going to say that in New Jersey. Like, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, you know, all the kids my age, they seemed like children to me because number one, I was twice their size and yeah. I was just more mature and I would, uh, I listened to music constantly, you know, that's all I did. And, um, when I was in, uh, eighth grade, I was the first person to ever go to school with colored hair. Wow. Probably in the world. It was like 1978. <laughs> Holy shit. And I bought it from uh, the girls at Manic Panic. Yeah, Manic Panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still around. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Manic Panic. Tish and yeah. Snooky, right? Tish and Snooky, yeah. Snooky. And uh, <laughs> it was hot pink. Hot, and hot pink. Yeah, Great it, was, color. it was insane looking. And I went in, they threw me out. Wow. Yeah. And then. Uh, That's amazing. I had to dye it black on top. And then it was like dark purple like grape like, like purple. grape bubble gum mm. so they let me back in with that and then when graduation came around they're like you better not dye your hair i'm like don't worry i won't i won't and then i did and Last i day. Ca- yeah i came back with the pink hair and a pink suit and they That's would amazing. they wouldn't give me my diploma and it was in the paper and no you, you can google it it's punked pink pupil provokes principle <laughs> Oh, that that alliteration with the p there very creative journalism yeah so what did your parents think about like that my dad got mad at my brother because he had blue hair okay and what? oops i chose the wrong one and <laughs> oh, oh shit yeah, still time oh shit um, okay so uh yeah my mom she got mad at the principal because yeah, for sure she went to school with the principal she was fucking really pissed, and uh, I just—they didn't call my name. They just passed it up. That's, that's so. Crazy. That's so. So long. I sat on. I sat on the stage and just gave him the finger. Yeah, I no would have done way. that too. Yeah, that's so fucked up. That that's what didn't. I did. So, is it safe to say that your brothers got you into punk rock? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, my brother was playing in the garage, practicing, and it's pretty much probably the first punk rock band I heard was the Misfits. Okay. And then you know we listened to the Sex Pistols and the Ramones and all the yeah. shit. You know. 
All the shit you listen to. Your brothers to. hung out with Sid Vicious. I knew him. He did. He did. He hung out with him. I think he was with him the night he died. Wow. Then his mom stayed by our house for a little while after that. Really? Yeah. What about you? Who got you into the? Got you into music? Funny enough. Your brothers and sister. You have a sister. Yeah. Funny enough, I also have an older sister. Same age, almost the same age difference as you and your brother. Uh, I also have an older sister who was doing music before I was. And she's still doing music now. She has a band called No Joy. Okay. And uh, she was, I was still in high school. And, and right from the second she graduated high school, or maybe even before that, I can't remember exactly, but she was touring already, just guitar on her back, Greyhound bus to, you know, across the border to the States and Damn. playing, you know, in New York and playing in different Sounds areas. Sounds like a song. <laughs> yeah. It does and, sound like a song. Yeah. And so she was just already doing that, like on her own, you know, just a yeah. drum machine. And so she was really like, road warrior That's numero awesome. uno yeah and uh and she's still she's still doing it with her band and so you know she was doing that and i saw her doing that and we had also i'm lucky because we were we were you know we, we didn't have much growing up but instead yeah. of getting like you know fancy clothes or like uh, all the newest technology we didn't get that we got like a guitar and awesome. Uh, little drum set and stuff yeah, like that, or a little stuff. bass. So we were able to just kind of mess around with that, and so we were always familiar with those instruments because they were always around us. So yeah, so yeah, we uh, yeah. I mean, my sister still does it now, like I said, and I do it. And my mom loves my band, and my yeah. sister's band loves Doyle. She so listens to my records. Yeah. <laughs> so and my dad too, super into music. So very supportive environment, and uh, and in school too, I wasn't. You know, I, I like you got voted most unique. Also, right? Because I got voted most unique in the yearbook. I was a school gesture. Same. Yeah. School yeah, yeah, yeah. gesture? Yeah. You? Senior year, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. so it was, but it was, it was like, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck. You know, it wasn't like I, I wasn't bullied or anything. I was just like yeah. different, I guess. It was actually my mom that got us into music because she was a 50s kid and she okay. had all the 45s from all the 50s bands and, and into the 60s. So when we were little kids, we'd play them, listen to them. Then we just started buying our own shit. Yeah, and yeah. Misfits got kind of that '50s doo-wop vibe, love oh yeah, melodies and stuff. Sure. So, all right. So, you're in school. You're getting into music. You're a punk rocker in school. Both you guys are in, into music in school. And then, were you were you like focusing on your future in school? Did you know what you wanted to be when you're in school? Like in your senior year, you want to be a musician, or we all focused on it. Did you already have it like, or you like, were your parents trying to make you go in a different direction? No, I mean my parents were like open, just do whatever you want to do basically yeah. i'm I, I know that not everybody has that situation but i'm lucky enough that i did yeah um in canada it's a little different we we go until age 16 in high school and then for age 17 18 you're in this like inter uh, actually this isn't this isn't even canada this is quebec we have something called cejep which is like an in-between high school and university thing and then you go on to university when you're 19 or 20 wow and so um you have like, you know, you graduate high school having decided to lean a little bit more towards sciences or a little bit more towards art, depending. Yeah. Um, and then when you're in Sejep, you can choose even more of a specific direction. And then when you're in your university, obviously you choose your, your area of study. Yeah. Um, and I just, I was all over the place in university. Like I did everything from more advanced mathematics to geology art history i did a lot of art history exercise science um 
biochem like wow. I, just a lot of stuff that was Vulcan. interesting she's smart man yeah. but it was just i just really like it that's yeah. the thing i think but it, is she look who she's sitting next to <laughs> <laughs> just so everyone knows i'm sitting next to doyle at this moment but not not toby <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh oh shit yeah i think it's just a matter of if you enjoy it then because for me it wasn't i mean it's a lot of work but yeah. i i enjoyed learning and i still do so it's not it wasn't as much of a struggle as i think maybe it is for some people because i really liked it that's awesome because yeah. most people to become musicians like i fucking hated school i couldn't concentrate I was yeah that's window, me yeah right? no i was right. i was yeah. super into it totally that's my teachers were like my teachers always told me they're like you got both halves of the brain working so awesome. you got the artistic side and you got the science side and you got left and right so you know just whatever you want to do you'll do it and so I, I wish all kids would have teachers like that, honestly. Yeah, my yeah, teachers Really, sucked. really encouraging, supportive teachers. We had shitty teachers in our school. That sucks. They, yeah. They don't, they didn't care. You know, they didn't care if so you learned or not. you didn't care or you didn't want to focus on it. You can't focus because they need to know how to teach each person individually. Yeah. That's how you teach, you I know? just actually heard that my high school, shout out to Riverdale High School in Montreal, <laughs> Quebec. It's closing down, I think. I think it oh, might wow. be closing down. Yeah, so I... That makes me really sad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's been there for a long time, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So me and my sister and my brother all went there. So, so you, what were, your, what were your goals at that time? It was to be a rock star. I'm still working on that <laughs> diligently. <laughs> yeah. When is that going to happen? I don't know. But when did you make the decision in school? Like, you know what? No matter what, I'm, I'm, as soon as I'm out here, I'm playing music. That's it. Well, I was at the time already playing music, so I was just I just wanted to continue. But the day after graduation, found myself in the machine shop at six o'clock in the morning saying, mm. what the fuck am I doing here? All right. So you know, the machine shop, let's yeah. get, the machine shop is, is it's a family owned. Right. So is it obviously I, I'm sure I talked about a bunch of maybe people know this, but your your family created an exacto knife or some sort of. Yeah, we, we had our own knives just like the X-Acto knives, uh, like, a, like a competition company, and we okay. would private label for all the companies that did that. Okay. Yeah. And so that's how you guys made your custom we made the We made the guitars in there too, yeah. I was looking at the machine one day, and I was looking at the guitar, and I'm like, I can make this fucker on here. Wow. Yeah, then just did it. Started making them. Yeah. So you would work there, you guys, your whole family would pretty much work there on and off the road and stuff? Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. When we were off the road, we'd go right back to work. And that last day of work all the time, I would think of Tony Iommi because his last day was a machinist when he cut his fingers off right before he became a professional musician. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know that. So I would be like really nervous, like, God, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get out of here. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Wow. Yeah. So that's cool to have that, to have that always there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back to from working. Yeah. Um. So you have our older brother Ken, right. and ob obviously Jerry, and that's right. it for the family, or that's it. The two older brothers, and we, I, you know, my brothers in my band, your brothers in your band. Um, that dynamic's kind of hard to balance sometimes. Oh gosh, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? It's, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great when you're on stage and you're gelling together, and whatever the drama was before you're on stage, and you can yeah. click with the music. Yep. But all the other stuff, yeah, it gets kind of hard. Yeah, it's too much. I mean, on the tour we did with you, it was like we said, two sets of brothers. It was Lou and Pete from Sick of It All, me and Todd, and then you and Jerry. Yeah. That was insane. I don't know if there's ever been a tour like that with that many brothers on. Yeah, it was a like lot. Like the Partridge family and shit. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so you, you, you get out of school, and then, all right, re rewind for a second, though. So what was your first, do you remember, like, your first exposure to live music? Um, you know, I'm not sure what it was, actually. 
we i, I mean I, I i saw live music in the form of theater like in the high yeah, school yeah. plays and stuff like that and talent shows and stuff like that um and then for a long time i actually just went to local shows before i ever saw like an, a national act yeah yeah. Band, yeah yeah so i just went to a lot of local shows and saw you know bands playing in the little bars and uh you know like 100 <laughs> 150 capacity rooms yeah. and i was like oh that's what a show is like that's mm-hmm. what it is you know right. i just thought that's what it was at that point uh new you know new metal was really big and there was like still a little bit of like pop punk yeah, um, sure. in the local scene there in Montreal and it was actually pretty big there for bands to go there a lot of yeah. fat bands and epitaph bands I remember that yeah. yeah there was some ska stuff there was I mean a good death metal scene too but a lot of the bands were like leaning towards this new metal thing so I saw a lot of bands like that saw a lot of bands come and go what went to a lot of shows like a yeah. lot a lot of shows and and you know I don't drink I never did I wasn't into drugs I don't I'm not like into dancing in clubs and stuff like that yeah. so for me the only thing to do really if you were going to go out and experience nightlife was to go see a live band so yeah. that's why I did that a lot that's so so okay so why 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 have you been like that your whole life was it something around you was there something you saw like something that made you say I'm not going to be like that for me it was my brothers drinking and smoking in the house when my mom was working two jobs to raise three boys and I would see them in the house of like I don't want to be like that. They scared me. Right. So they kind of scared me straight. So what was right. it for you that made you made the decision like I'm not going to do this ever? Yeah, I think it was kind of like a similar thing in the family, seeing stuff like that, okay. um, and just being, you know, really appreciating my own health and not yeah. wanting to sabotage that. You know, I started working out when I was like 11 years old or something similar to Doyle. Yeah, he was 10, he said yeah, 10. yeah, yeah. We both started working out really young, and I, got, I was really into sports too, and okay. and playing sports. And so I was like, well, why would I want to damage my performance? And it's the same thing now with being a musician. Exactly. Why would I yeah. want to damage my ability to perform by doing Do what that? You love, yeah. yeah, it's like I love performing shows and making music, and my instrument is in my body. So yeah. like I can't. It's like I mean you know I can't yeah. you can't take it out if you break a string. <laughs> you know yeah. it's in there. So you got to take care of your body. So it was basically that. And I also just didn't really feel the temptation to. I mean, I guess it's an escape for a lot of people, yeah. and I just didn't feel that. Like, I, but I you had nothing to escape with. Good home life, good family. Yeah, good, it, was, yeah. it was good. And, you know, if there's bad stuff that happens, like, I feel like I just always knew that's something you have to work through and come out yeah. the other side stronger, and it'll build character, and you just get through it because I, ju- I just didn't feel like escaping was the route I wanted to take. So, did you feel pressure back then in school? Not at all, actually. Um, you know, some of my friends got into cigarettes and weed and whatever, and yeah. some of them went into w- even further that way. It sounds like nothing, just cigarettes and weed when you say that, because now everybody's doing pills and coke yeah, and all this sure. stuff. Yeah, all cigarettes and weed. Yeah, it's that's crazy, it. Though back then, I was like, that's like, oh my god, they're doing cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and of course, everyone started drinking at some point, but it was just like not. I don't know. I was. It's so not interesting to me. It's and that's just before you even really knew about straight edge or probably punk exactly. Either. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know that there was like a, 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 a name, name for, for it. it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you already like that. Like, oh shit, I connected that. To exactly, exactly. What about you, Dory? You, you don't seem like a person like a party guy. Um. Well, growing up with my brother Jerry, he would always be like an influence to get drunk, get high, make me try shit. When I was a little kid, peer pressure. You know. How old were you? You remember? Two. Probably. <laughs> Five now. What? Uh, no, no. Probably like twelve, thirteen. Wow. Start still with young. fucking around with shit, and I lost a couple IQs, I think. <laughs> I oh, she did it for a couple, couple years. No, maybe. no, I was never like hard into any kind of drugs yeah. or drinking or anything. You know, it just uh, I tried everything. Yeah, 
And so, and so you both talk about working out when you're in school. Like, what was your motivation to like work out at starting at 10 years old? Um, we had weights and my dad designed this bench press that had pulleys in the ceiling and in the floor. So when the, when the bench bar would touch your chest, the weights were on the floor. You could never get pinned on it. Wow. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really clever. And he like put slots in the weights so you could put the weights over the cables and uh that sounds awesome yeah you know we had all that stuff and he always used to work out and run and you know uh i don't know i just figured that's what you do yeah because you weren't, so you weren't a little it. guy in school like getting picked on nothing i'm gonna get bigger no. in the family. it wasn't like that no 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 i just thought that was the thing to do and you've never really stopped no it's something that you never quit, no matter what. Like, you're on tour, no matter no. where you are, you always find time to. We're always doing it on tour every day. We got power block dumbbells. Gives us dumbbells and benches. And yeah. I have them in Europe. I have them here. I have them in Jersey. Yeah. You know, just So that's kind of like, not your addiction, but that's your thing. Like, that's your... I just made it part of my day and part of my life. Like, it's my job. So it never bothers me to do it. And it's yeah. not like, oh, God, I got to work out. I just do it. Then I do whatever I got to like do. like brushing your teeth every day. Something that's do. it. Yeah. It's like taking a crap. Yeah. So I feel like, and you did that, you started working out just because you wanted to stay in shape because you went to sports? Yeah, actually, I think um, as much as your family influences you, your group of friends influence you a lot too. And in my group of friends, like I was doing karate and like my closest friend was a black belt in karate. And so that was already an intense workout. And then the gym near the karate dojo was, they had like an opening for really young people once Mm -hmm. a week. So if you were age 11 through 14, I think you could go like in this once a week thing where they would yeah. let you in because otherwise you had to be over 18. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, so so I started working out there. Um, I was on the volleyball team. So we did workouts with that. And we like we were a good team. We, we kicked everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we have all these gold medals. And um, that was fun. I really love volleyball. So so I was on the volleyball team. So that was a workout, too. And um, yeah, it's fun. I just like sports. I like playing sports. Yeah. So it's a good stress release too, and you know what I mean, like yeah. And my whole family works out too, actually. Still do. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Everyone's pretty fit in my family. So, Dory, what was um, what was your first, sh- what was your first show like experience seeing like a live band? My first concert, I think it was Queen at the Garden. Oh shit! With Thin wow. Lizzy. That's intense. Nineteen seventy six. Wow. Yeah, and then of course I seen Misfit shows, you know, early Misfit shows. How many years were they? T- so you, you joined in 80 or something, 1980? 80. So yeah. how many years were they together before that? Three. Okay. Approximately. And then I, I seen Zeppelin and all kinds of shit, you know. Wow. Seen Zeppelin two times. That's insane. How yeah. old you must have been like? Uh, I was 77. So I don't know. What am I, 13? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. All right, so so those experiences in live shows. So when did you start playing? You started playing in '80, but were you playing music before you jumped in? Your I band? started in '78. Uh, my brother Jerry got me a guitar uh, when they wouldn't give me my diploma. Oh man, that, that's sweet. Yeah, man. I got a guitar, and uh, he showed me the notes on the on the E string and the A string. And we yeah. wrote them on a piece of paper. You know, we drew the neck, and then Glenn showed me the, bar, the two bar chords, and that's pretty much my lessons. Wow. Now I just taught you (laughs) (laughs) so you joined the band you're like 16 i think right 15 15 i recorded the first stuff at 15 and then what was that you remember like playing your first show with them i do this is crazy like it was uh halloween night 1980 at irving plaza 
Damn. Screaming Jay Hawkins was the opener. Really? Yeah. It's so random. It's Moon so loves weird. Moon loves that dude. Yeah. Wow. And it was crazy because everybody in the crowd had a costume. It was like one of those That's shows awesome. where you had to bring a costume. Yeah. So not only, only am I playing my first show, I'm not even playing it to humans. I'm yeah. playing it yeah, to like yeah. Bowinkle was there yeah. and a giant dick. That must and, almost be a little less stressful because you can't see their faces maybe. Yeah, well, I, I used to tech for them. So I was sta- okay. I was already standing on the stage. All yeah. I had to do was take a couple more steps out there and there you are. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. Not trying to be funny, but not saying do you remember Halloween, but did you guys love Halloween? Was that a favorite? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, stuff, like, we always liked Halloween and horror movies and building yeah. monster models and monster magazines and all that shit. Yeah. And, wh- and where where did the devil lock come from? I would say it came from Dracula or Elvis. I don't know. Really? One of them. Elvis had that shit. Well, he yeah, had that little cur- that one. Oh yeah, like, he took it to the next the level front. though. Yeah. And were you like were you, were you a Kiss fan? Um, I like I like about a dozen Kiss songs. I would say out of their yeah. seventy five albums. Yeah. Um, I like the show. I like the whole aspect of how they do it. Yeah. You know, actually, I want to go with her when they do this last tour in Montreal. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I would like to see. I've never seen him with the makeup. I've seen him without it, and I fell asleep. Damn. Yeah. It's interesting because I was showing some pictures to Moon's mom before he came, and she said, oh, I guess Misfits were like the punk rock kiss. Right. In a sense. Has anybody ever thought, said that to you? Or? Uh, probably. I don't know. Yeah. So you and the, that Misfits was like three years, pretty much for you, right? Yeah. And they broke up. And that was it after that. That was it for like twelve years, and then we did the Michael Graves era. Yeah, that's coming. I got that on my list up here. Um, do you remember who designed like the Misfits skull? Um, it's from a uh, it's from a detective show from the forties. Oh It's wow. called The Crimson Ghost, and uh, he was the villain. And then I watched the series because it came out after we did the band because. Nobody would buy that if we didn't use that skull. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then it sold really well for them. And I watched it. And at the end of the fucking series, a dog catches him. And that's how they catch him. A dog <laughs> runs him down. I'm like, that's our guy? A, fu- a, a fucking dog got him? That's it? Of course. Dogs are smart. It was like a German Shepherd took him out. So you made it, you made it way cooler then. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so when did you join your first band? Um... I started my first band probably in 2001, I think. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't remember exactly. What I was your life like that leading up to that, though? Were you in the high music school. business? High school. Okay. High oh, school. that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So it was just pretty much straight out of high school. Um, I actually, like I said, I was going to a lot of local shows. Yeah. And in my head, I thought I was going to maybe, because I had been doing theater stuff, I thought yeah. maybe... I would work as like a crew member for bands or maybe a manager or like, wrong. yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I figured I would do something behind the scenes or, or maybe work at a venue. Yeah. Um, maybe learn lighting or, you know, chose I thought the right path. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought maybe I would do something like that. And so when I was going to shows, Were you it singing was, a lot? You're singing the sh- you- I mean, I sang like, you know, I sang like with my friends or, yeah. or just, right. I, I asked her, when did you know you could sing? She's like, I thought everybody could sing. I'm like, no, yeah, because <laughs> I thought, yeah, true. for real. But I mean, like my in my group of friends, I mean, like my closest friends can sing actually. So I we we would just sing in the staircase in school. Like yeah. I said, we would like write songs instead of doing book reports and stuff, like just for fun. I like that. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite singer you listening to at the time? Or? Um, you know, at that point when I was that age, like sixteen, seventeen years old, I was starting to listen to metal and listening to some some punk. Yeah. And, 
you know, there was, of course, singers like Freddie Mercury or whatever that is yeah. just understood that they're amazing did you like, singers. Like, did you like any women in pop at the time, like Madonna or anything back then? You or? know, I was never really into pop music, actually. Okay. Um, the poppiest I would go would be like alternative rock or grunge kind of thing. Yeah. Um, alternative rock. I remember that name. Yeah, I know. Alternative rock. Everything that's not pop equals alternative, alternative rock. It's so weird, yeah. man. <laughs> that term was crazy. It was so weird. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, that's that's pretty much it. I was never really into pop, actually. And I'm still not really, not a big fan of pop, actually. But if somebody's a freaking killer singer, yeah, then I'm down with it. You know, there's yeah. still a few singers in pop even today that I'm like, you know what? You're such a good singer that I can look past this songwriting because <laughs> yeah, because the voice is just so good. So you may be recording like your first record? You know, I think actually the the one female singer that I did have in mind when I started w- when I started doing my first demos was probably Gwen Stefani. Sick. And uh, cuz at that point She's Tragic awesome. Kingdom coming out and yeah, like I was yeah, just yeah. like, man, this is great. Yeah. And I didn't think that about makes sense. Yeah, and I didn't think about myself on stage because like I said I was like most unique and I was kind of weird and I didn't think that I wanted to be on stage because I don't even really like attention. But then I was like, well, she's kind of weird, too. And totally. I mean, she's fucking killing it. So maybe yeah. I can do that. And so and also, you know, my, my sister was doing it. And actually, yeah. I was so like embarrassed that I was doing it for a long time. I didn't even tell my family that I you had to think you're trying to copy your sister. That's it. So yeah. I didn't even tell my family that I had a band for like the first like nine months to a year. Wow. And then I was like so nervous that my sister was going to find out. And then she did find out. And I think she made fun of me for it actually when she found out she was kinda, laughing now well you know she get, she kind of gave me shit a little bit but you know what are big did siblings she come to your for first, did you come she came to one of your shows your sister did no no she's come told her, yeah. she's come now yeah, but yeah, yeah. but not to the local shows i don't think she came for a long time actually yeah I, you know what i think i told my parents and my family like don't come <laughs> oh, i want to do this on my own just you know and i just because i was like that I too like that. i was like don't give me a lift anywhere. I'm going to walk or I'm going to skateboard or I'm going to myself. Yeah. I was really like, I'm going to do this like myself. That. And so, so that's really how I was through my, throughout my teenage years. And I'm still kind of like that too. Um, yeah. And so that was it. We just, I didn't even know what kind of music I was going to do necessarily. I just knew what I liked and what I didn't like. And yeah. And I ended up sort of forming a sort of prog band, like dream theater kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that my life would take, would have taken a very different path if I had just, fallen into a ska band or something instead yeah yeah sure <laughs> that's great and so and, and for you you're like what how old are you when the misfits are over it's 1983 and you're like 19 19 19 so then then what are you thinking when that that little that's over for that time i just went to work yeah that's it you just work for yeah and then, then a couple years and then um i put the guitar down and actually eddie van halen and iron maiden make me Pick, pick it back up okay because i started listening to that my cousin came over and he says he had a shirt on i'm like what the who, what's on your shirt he goes van halen i'm like what the fuck is that <laughs> and he goes what and he went out in his car he got me van halen one brought it in and said listen to this wow when you get a chance so i listened he to told it told me that story recently and i listened to it and i was like wow i want to play <laughs> just from listening to those guys rip that yeah. album up and then I got into like Number of the Beast, that okay. album, and I was like, wow, if I wrote songs, they would sound like that. So you were kind of getting away from the punk sound. Yeah, well, I always liked metal. I always liked yeah. riffs and, you know, I mean, my guitar sound was never punk rock sound. Yeah. You know, it was always more of a metal sound. That's true, actually. Yeah. So then you started Christ the Conqueror. Was that 1987? I don't know what year it was. We just did a project to learn how to write. Okay. You know, I don't think it ever came out that I know of. 
What the Conqueror one? Yeah. Okay. And you know, we learned how to record and write and yeah, spend money in the studio. <laughs> and brought, and so so when that happened with the Misfits being over, what was the reason why it ended? Um, Do you know, we fought over a drummer. Interesting. Yeah. What using a drummer or? Yeah. Well, um, we had booked the show and Glenn wouldn't play with Googie or Robo. So he got some guy and the guy came and then the guy got too drunk to play and I had to throw him off the stage after the first song, during the first song. Wow. Yeah. I actually grabbed him by his neck and threw him off of the stage. At the show. During the show, yeah. You remember that During show? half of the song. Where was that last show, song. you remember? Michigan. And that was it. And then the drummer from the Necros came up and played oh, the set. Oh, sick, like the Necros. <laughs> yeah, he came up and played Holy the whole thing. Holy shit, I bet anybody would be fucking psyched to play those songs. Yeah. And so then that's it. So after that ends, is there like, just back to normal life, just back, you say, working? Just went back to work. I like that you guys are a very working class band, like the whole time this has been happening. Yeah, everything. we worked a lot. Yeah, one thing I did learn from my dad was I learned two things. I learned how to work hard and how not to treat a woman. Interesting. Yeah. That, that Those are two good things. Yeah. And he was supportive the whole time. Yeah, go do no. come back. No. Okay. <laughs> he thought we were idiots. <laughs> he thought we were idiots. Did he ever come see you play? Uh, a couple times, but he thought that uh, nobody knew who we were. And we were just pissing in the wind. And he had racehorses. And he went to the track with a Misfits hat on because he was bald. So he, we'd give him the merch because yeah. he was bald. And some kid came up to him and was like, wow, Misfits, cool. And he was like, do you know who they are? He couldn't believe somebody knew who no, the fuck we were. No, I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Fucking kids. That's awesome. So my mom was supportive. Yeah. You know, she thought it was cool. And uh, They thought you guys were weird and stuff or no? My dad, oh, yeah. He just he couldn't wrap his head around it, you know. He thought, he thought the music sucked. Everything sucked that we were what doing. What do you think he would want you to just be just working his At the end, business? before he died, he he was very supportive. You know, he helped me with the Abominator album. You know, he would let me get out of work to go mix it. And uh, he got it. He like, this is what they he's, Yeah, he's, he realized, I guess they're not stopping, you know? Yeah. You know, he would see me working on that album for like after work till 12 midnight. You know, because I did it at the shop. Yeah. And then get up for work the next day. I didn't do it every day for months. Damn. Yeah. You have a studio at the shop too? I did, yeah. And then... Uh, this, this, this place sounds amazing. Yeah. You work it's, out. It's really big. Things. It's really big. And, uh, and your dad, that was your dad. You built that. That was... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, he was supportive at the end. And uh, he uh, he was a, a gambler. So he's, he gave me... I went to his house one day. He's like, hold this money for me. I'm like, all right. So I held it and I had to pay the, I had to pay Nikki at the studio. Right. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to give him this cash. I got to keep the lockout. I wanted the lockout. I didn't want to break the board down and lose the sound and have it sound right. different. I wanted it to sound the same. Yeah. So, uh, I, I had called him from the post office cause every morning he would say, just go to get my mail. Cause he was getting old. He didn't want to go around. So I called him. I ain't got nothing here. He goes, hey, I want to invest in your project. I said, you already did. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you remember that money you gave me? He goes, yeah. I said, I, I gave it to the guy at the oh. studio. He goes, how much? I said, all of it. And he started laughing. Oh, <laughs> my he said, God. all right. <laughs> That's amazing. So how old was he when he passed? 74. Wow. He had cancer for 40 years. 40, no, 34 years straight. 34 years he had cancer. And chemotherapy for 34 years. What, the, how, what, what kind of cancer? Lymphonic, lymph, lymphoma. lymphoma. Yeah, I think it's oh in your neck. Oh my god, man, that's crazy! Thirty-four years on that. Yeah, 
Those are hard years, I'm sure. He was tough. Wow. I never even heard that before. So we living that long with cancer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So your parents still here? Yes. Your mom's still yes, here? Yes, thankfully. Yeah. Okay, awesome. How old your mom now? 79. And your parents <laughs> younger? Yeah, yeah, they're younger. My mom is... Well, I'm not going to give away a lady's age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but 29. They're, 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 yeah. She's about 20, 20 years old. <laughs> no, they're they're like, they're they're a lot younger than that. Awesome. But yeah, they're both. Your parents have been supported from day one, too, obviously. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So you have a good story about how you got into um, Arch Enemy. Yeah. yeah. Has that been told before, I'm sure? Probably. <laughs> uh, I, I think <laughs> you might have told me like it was your friend. Your friend's like, hey, you should almost like tended it down to you in a sense, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the Arch Enemy. Where were you in your life at that point? So at that point, I was I was actually in South Korea. <laughs> okay. I was I was on tour uh, with Camelot. Okay. And we were in South Korea, and so of course the time zones are crazy there. I've never been there. I want to go there someday. Yeah, go in ahead. Seoul. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, very cool. And um, actually, you should totally go. There's good. Ve- there's a good vegan scene there. Okay. Actually, yeah. yeah. There's a good <laughs> restaurant there. Let's go. There's one good <laughs> restaurant there. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Sixteen-hour yeah. flight. Here we come. Exactly. But, but yeah, so it was. Um, I was there, and it was. I think we had just flown there and landed and i was totally jet lagged and it was it was in the middle of an asia tour but yeah it was definitely the middle of the night there and i don't know what time of the day it would have been in germany at that point um but angelo who's who at the time was the singer in arch enemy and is now the man well was also the manager of arch enemy and is is still the manager of arch enemy she um just texted me I, i was already friends with her and so she just texted me like hey we need to talk to you and she basically just told me like, Hey, can you, can you just call Michael? Here's his number and mm-hmm. uh, my guitar player, Michael. And so I was just like, Oh my God, is everything okay? Like, yeah. are, are you okay? Like I, like I thought like somebody got injured or yeah. like, I didn't know why they were contacting me, but of course I just right away was like, hi, Michael, this is Lisa. Like, you know, yeah. and pretty much right then and there, they were like, okay, do you want to be the singer in Arch Enemy? <laughs> so I was like, what <laughs> <laughs> how were things in your been at that moment so at that point i was already doing a lot of touring with with camelot and i was already i had actually just right before that like subbed in singing for nightwish for a second like okay. just for one show like i just was in the state where you know when you can kind of just feel like everything's vibrating around yeah, you and totally. you just feel like something's gonna happen yeah and i was kind of like that and so it sounds crazy but when they contacted me i was like I kind of like knew it was going to happen. It's Damn. so we- it's weird. Right. But I was, you know, I was surprised, but I wasn't shocked actually. Yeah. So, which is so strange because there was nothing leading up to that. Like nothing indicating that that was yeah. going to happen in any way. I didn't even know. Did you like that band? I fucking love Arch Enemy. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. that's actually why I was friends with Angela. Cause okay. I was just like, so into the band. And yeah. then she actually, I never like, went out of my way to contact them but she had actually contacted me years and years before like probably maybe 10 years early maybe not 10 maybe like eight years earlier just to be like hey women in metal we got to stick together i see what you're doing and i really like your voice and i'm here for you if you ever need me kind of thing which was really cool that's really cool yeah yeah, so she was like you know like a fairy godmother almost in a way (laughs) and uh you know and and she she was always there for me whenever (laughs) it was you know if i was like facing a tough situation which there are plenty of them she would be like i've been through this this is what i did and or you know just sort of women's united yeah yeah totally and so she was a really great support system and i guess in the end i was able to kind of like 
pay her back for that by, you know, ensuring that she would still have a band to manage yeah. and she could still continue being Pass a manager. You the torch and you take yeah, her. yeah, yeah exactly. Awesome. And so, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what happened. And so of course, as soon as they asked, I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, are you sure? Like is for real, like yeah. permanently or just for what, like maybe I thought like one tour or something. Yeah. Like I didn't know exactly what they meant, but, um, but they were already like decided pretty much. They were just like, yeah, we want you. Are you in? It wasn't even, wow. yeah, there was no like audition tape or anything like that. It was just, come on over, let's write some songs. So how soon did you tell the bandmates you're with? So mm. that, <laughs> I mean, how many more days sh- they have a, a couple weeks left on that tour? Like what did you have to do? Like, keep it in your, in like the whole time, not say anything. Um, well, so that's the thing. So of course this was the kind of thing where nobody even knew that Angela wasn't going to be in the band anymore oh, because yeah. she still was at that point. Yeah. And I was on tour interestingly enough like i said i was on tour with this band camelot yeah and they had just gone through a singer switch so and and like i said also i had just sang for like a day with nightwish because they also just went through a singer switch and so i was in this environment where like the bands that i was really close with all had new singers and i and i was friends with those new singers and so I actually was like, well, I can't really talk about this, but these people just went through this. Yeah. And so, you know, being with Camelot I, and, and with the new singer there, I was like, hey, what was that like? I want you know, I might be going through the Start same thing soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't really like tell anyone exactly what was going on, but I was like, I might be in the same situation soon. Yeah. Like, you know, what are the, what was the hard part? What was, what was the easy part? And, you know, I asked Floor from Nightwish also. I like yeah. FaceTimed with her and. And she, you know, she's very smart. So she was like, I know exactly what band you're going into. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, awesome. I was like, I can't confirm or deny anything. So don't even <laughs> tell me. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, so, you know, they pretty much guessed what was going on. But, yeah. um, but it was cool because I had these friends that could totally relate to what I was going through. Yeah. Um, and it just happened to be the, the people that I had just been on. It was a Camelot and Nightwish tour. So like it That's was, crazy. Uh, yeah. So it was, I had like a really good support system there actually. So I, kn- I know it's hard being a woman in music, period, let alone being in like in the metal world that you're in. Um, was that really difficult for you first started yeah. playing? Yeah, you know, I... And I when did you know you had a voice like that, that could sound like that? That Because like if you look at you and somebody <laughs> saw you on the street, they were like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Even, even Jamie Josta just looks like a normal dude and he's... It's voice. It's just yeah. for you. It's like <laughs> I just. <laughs> when did you realize you sang like that? Did, were you singing differently before? Then you started changing up that to that style. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Because I, at first I was singing just in a normal, clean voice. Yeah. Um, but then actually, honestly, I think it's because I had such shitty gear that I had to sing really loud mm-hmm. to be able to hear myself. No monitors and, and rehearsal. Or yeah, something. I was singing <laughs> through a bass cab, you know, like yeah, so, yeah. so. <laughs> So I couldn't hear myself. So I had to sing really loud. Sing so that, hard, yeah. that, de- that helped me develop a lot of power and this sort of like power metal voice. And then for the death metal voice, um, that I was just like, I'm just going to try it, you know, and just see if it works. And so I just went to band practice in my first band and I was like, let's just try this. And I just started doing it. And, Damn. you know, we finished one song and they were like, you can do that. <laughs> and I was like, you're a girl. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I guess. <laughs> You know, and so then I just kept continued when I would write songs. I would just yeah. write with both kind of, not even both, like all different kinds of vocals, like some whispers, some operatic stuff, some yeah. power metal stuff, death stuff, black metal screaming. But like, you never did anything, like went to school for, like didn't study no, music? Right? Yeah. No, it was all experience. Everything that, wow. I, that I have was is just... Me too. Yeah. You can't teach somebody how to sing. No, you either can sing or you can't. Yeah. You, you can teach... You can sing lessons become a singer. It's strange to me. It's actually. impossible. You yeah. can learn techniques, 
but you can't learn how to sing. You, you gotta get out there and do it's it. It's all in your yeah. ear too. You gotta have good ears. It's true. True. Yeah. You guys yeah. have good ears. Um, those who can't sing shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have bad ears actually. I have like a. But you could hear keys. Adam and notes has that too. What's right. it called? The thing you ring in Tinnitus. Yeah, has I have that I don't, too. I don't have that. You know what? I have good hearing, but my ears like physically are weird. I have something called surfer's ear. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Maybe. Your and ear surfs? Does it feel like an ocean in there or some shit? No, what is it? Not exactly. It's called surfer's ear because it's usually <laughs> it usually happens when you're exposed to really cold weather, so cold okay. wind or cold water. Where you live at. Yeah. Uh, where, and so where I live, considering it's a polar vortex, I think <laughs> that kind of explains it, you know? Sure but actually, is. I also surf, but like only yeah. once a year. So I don't think it's really from surfing because I, was on, the, I only have time to surf like once a year. It's a six-hour drive to the nearest coast for me. But... Um, but yeah, so that basically means that the bones in my ear are like overgrown. The bones are shaped weird. And so my ears always pop. I like, have that problem in my skull. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like when you're in an airplane and your ears pop. Yeah. That happens to me like almost every time I inhale or exhale. It's freaking that annoying. Super annoying. Yeah. So I hate much. flying as it is. Yeah. Um, two questions. If you want, um, what did your sister think when she heard your voice? Or your parents thought when they started hearing <laughs> you sing like that. Their yeah. sister and their daughter, like she's... Well, like <laughs> the funny thing is my <laughs> my mom says that my death metal voice sounds more like me than my pretty voice. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's you, not the <laughs> other one. <laughs> and they like, they must have been like, holy shit. They like it. And and yeah. my sister, she, uh, you know, she actually w wrote for some music journals in Canada. And so she's like into all sorts of music even though she doesn't play metal she knows all sorts of metal bands and she, like walls of jericho and she stuff like that knows everybody yeah she knows yeah. everyone she's she's really involved in music so she had already been exposed to girls like ripping vocals like that so yeah. she was yeah i don't think she was super surprised either actually you think there's some dudes in metal bands that are threatened by you oh yeah for sure yeah. i mean i think there's a lot of just in general there's a lot of people who are like insecure in their in their own jobs and so if somebody yeah. else comes along they they feel threatened and it's not only in in music i mean i've had plenty of jobs that i was working just to be able to pay for tours and stuff yeah. and even in those jobs i i've come across situations where other employees were very obviously threatened by me by by the amount that I worked or how yeah, yeah. effectively hustle, I got things. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's something that's really normal. I used to think like, no, no, there's no difference between being a girl or a guy in metal. It's all perfect. Like, you know, I just, I was so determined to be a dude basically that I was like, everything's normal. Everything's fine. But really when, when I take a good hard look at it, there's like a lot of sexism in metal and there's a lot of sexism in the music industry in general yeah in the sure. world and in the world in the world yeah and there's a lot of but shit do you feel it? have you felt that yeah. vibe and yeah totally there's like we put up with a lot of shit and that's i think why it's really cool that basically everyone i know who is a female in music we all support one another and yeah. every time i you know Doyle makes fun of me because every time i get <laughs> together or like anytime there's like an event like a red carpet event or whatever where there's other girls from bands I just like run over to them and he just, see, we're like playing. It's <laughs> they, like, they play. It's like we go out and play, like, you know, and it's just, it, I get so happy and it just, you don't get to hang out. Yeah. That's it. I never we're get to think see. about that shit because we're dudes. They're that's playing. It. They're all doing like Vogue poses and, and laughing and jumping around. I'm yeah. Like, and we're like, singing you, you and dancing. Playing. And, like, yeah. and it's just like, it's fun because. It's a reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Because I never get to see girls. And, and so when I do, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's so, exciting. It's so cute. Man. <laughs> that's awesome. We don't think about that as men too. Like, Having to deal with sexism and shit like that. Yeah, that's music. true. Especially in punk rock or any kind of music. Yeah. Um, was it? Did you feel pressure filling those shoes in Arch Enemy when you first joined? Actually, Out no. Out of respect for the original singer or the band you loved? You or? know what? I, I didn't... F 
I mean, I felt pressure, but I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't scared because, um, I, I'm confident in my abilities. I know what I can do. Yeah. And I also, it was the original singer or like the, the singer who was in place is the one who chose me, you True. know, she chose me. So she knew you could do it. that's it. So it's not like there was like, you she know, wasn't trying out for anything. And all that's that stuff. it. Yeah. Like she wanted me to kill it just as much as I wanted to kill it. Yeah. So, so I didn't, I felt, you know, pressure obviously to be respectful of the songs, the way they were recorded, the way they're normally performed. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I made sure to like do that as much as I could really give the songs the right performance for for what they were written to be yeah but i but yeah there's a difference between feeling pressure or feeling like scared and i wasn't yeah, you scared. invited into this position yeah i was like up for the challenge you're the chosen one yeah exactly yeah, you were. <laughs> so doyle for you like when the misfits were open you're working you're playing music listening to van halen you're doing different riffs <laughs> right like when did you realize okay so the misfits aren't going to play anymore we're going to go get michael graves we're going to go pick somebody and do the misfits and do a new record we did ads like in the East Coast rock tryouts, right? Yeah, we did tryouts. I remember this. Yeah, we did a bunch of tryouts, and every everybody <laughs> sucked. Okay. And I didn't even want Michael. I thought he sucked, honestly. Hey, where did this guy come from? Because he was he awesome. Was, he was uh, in Dumont. He was a couple towns away. You know, I just he wasn't to me. He was just wasn't good enough. You know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to like it's, replace a singer though. And it's hard to uh, make that decision. Like, okay, we're gonna use this guy because that's the singer. It's not a bass player. It's I not know, a drummer. It's, it's hard. You know, so yeah. So who who who? When did you realize it was him? Like, because we couldn't get anybody else, and we were like, "Fuck it, let's just do it." And we but did, did he it. Blow you guys away in, in rehearsal? He ain't never blown me away. <laughs> I, I mean, I thought I thought he was awesome. I mean, we got to do that tour with you, and it was. He, awesome. he was a great performer. You yeah. know, uh, he's he's a good singer, but you know, I just, you know, I'm not knocking the guy, but I. Didn't think he was good enough. He knows that. But you were stoked to play again, play those songs and write your record and all that. That was, that yeah. Was yeah, it was fun. But yeah, he was, uh, yeah, how, I wonder what he's doing now. He's doing Graves. Michael okay. Graves, I guess. Michael Graves. We were psyched because we got off of the Misfits tour. We were like, holy shit, we're doing this tour. And then we saw him perform and just close your eyes. Like, he could, I thought he was great. I mean, I don't know anybody else you saw before him, but I thought he did a great job. Yeah, the was, record was great too. It was a good show, yeah. So did that get you excited to play again? And did you feel like, did you ever feel like the Misfits were gonna play again with Glenn ever? Um, yes, uh, I always thought that that would happen later on, you know. And I tried. I was on tour with her, and I went and had a lunch with Glenn. Remember, you were in. Uh, you were here. What? Play, playing the House that. of Blues with uh, <laughs> with Creator, and I left to go okay. have lunch with him. 2015 or 2014 yeah. or something. 2014, okay. Yeah, and talked to him about it then. And Had this happened a bunch leading up? Did you guys ever discuss this, or you kind of just did your own thing? I discussed it with them individually because they weren't Over talking. Over the years? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're, you're the glue that brought it right together for sure. I'm the glue, and then they, they left me in the street. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. But you you were the one trying to unite everybody make it happen. Yeah. Oh, you've been talking about this forever. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you had that conversation in 2014, is that when you realized it could actually happen soon? Yeah, because uh, we had a meeting back in like 2004, I'm going to say, 2002, maybe. And uh, me and Jerry flew out here, had a meeting with him, and we talked about doing it, and I said I was in, and we were going to do it, and... Uh, Glenn didn't want anybody to say anything, you know, yeah. in social media. And next day, where was it? 
social media. So who the fuck said it? I didn't say it. I don't have a computer still. Damn, there was a leak? There was a leak. <laughs> there was a mole. A mole. Well, how many people at the meeting? Three, four. It was just three. It was three Shit, of us. That's crazy. And no, I think Cap was there too. It was probably him. I wonder who leaked it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So that kind of ruined everything for a second? For a, until 10 years. Oh, shit. 10 years later. Oh, well, that's no, right. 12 no, years. 12 years 12 later. years. That's right. God, it, was so, it seems like yesterday, though. I know. So yeah. that was it. Just not talking about it anymore. That's it. Somebody leaked it. It's over. Yeah, it didn't happen. And then... Uh, I'm sure you got offers happened. a million times. Did offer, I'm sure offers came to you guys so many times. I don't know. I got to say that that logo is probably one of the most bootleg logos in the history of punk rock. Yeah. That and the Ramones, probably. Maybe even the history of just pop culture yeah, in, in pop general. Culture, yeah, pop like, culture. Hip hop, streetwear, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. All right, so we're going to fast forward to the first. Or actually, I'm going to rewind a little bit too. So, obviously, you're a dad. Yeah. Obviously, you've been married, you have kids. Um, did that change anything for you as a musician? Did you feel like, I'm just going to quit and stay here and work in the shop? I'm, I'm not going to go on tour. Or did it make you want to like, be hungrier and work harder for them? Or um, did it change anything? No. <laughs> the end. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> yeah, it made me want to hustle more for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's hard, it's obviously hard leaving because I had my wife with me for ten years, and then then when Max was born, they both weren't coming on tour. They then by myself on tour now, right. so it was easier just to go with Moon. But now I have two people at home, so that's super hard. But like I said before, my wife said that that's why a relationship lasts so long because. I was leaving, coming and going. You know what I mean? But like, but she understands what you're doing, so it's not an issue. Yeah. That's why but, we have no problem. Yeah, we both that, know exactly what the hell's what going on. I don't understand the girls who like they go after a dude in the band, and then he, then they get him. And they want and him to stay home. And then he goes on tour. And they want him to change. Yeah, yeah. yeah they want him not to tour sense. anymore. It's like yeah. yo, he's a fucking musician. You chased yeah. after this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To change. Yeah. That's they don't man. they don't get it. They can't wrap their head around it. They're like, why why aren't you home? <laughs> in, in a way, actually, in a way, I, I do. Yeah, in a way, I think one benefit of being a woman in metal, I have to say, is that there's so few of us that we're more likely to meet someone who gets it. Yeah. Than a dude, because if you know, most people meet their significant other at school or work or something, and yeah. so touring is working. So the yeah. chances of me meeting someone on tour, which is exactly what happened, were pretty high. Yeah. And. That means that it's a touring musician or a crew or somebody that I meet that I end up dating. And they yeah. and obviously they get it because they do it. But for dudes in metal, the chances of meeting a girl who's also working, it's in, it's so not hard, it's man. not that high, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's true. So you think so, you think that would maybe affected original relationships because of your lifestyle and touring? Oh, and sure. They hated that shit. But they also knew your musician beforehand. They didn't mind spending any money I brought home, but... It's, cr- it's just so crazy to me that people, I love you, but I'm going to change you. Yeah. It's crazy. I never understood that. Well, it's that. also crazy because it's like, why would you want your significant other to, to first of all, not work? And second of all, not pursue their passion. That yeah, doesn't make any sense. you want them to be sense. happy. You don't want to take yeah. it away from them. Yeah. So let's figure out about all the passion. Let's fast forward to you guys meeting. It was 2014, I think. 2013. 2013. Yeah. You, guys yeah. met on, you guys met on tour. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's That's a great right. story. <laughs> um, I'm sure you told it before. Yeah. But you pretty much, you pretty much, you tell this, you tell it, please. <laughs> you didn't want because to use the word stock? Or <laughs> I, I don't want to use the word stock, but I, lo- I, lo- I love you guys' relationship. I love you guys are both artists. I love you guys, you both tour and you guys yeah. are together and you live in different fucking countries and it yeah. works. You make it work because when something's real, you make it work no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I love. 
I love yeah. that. That's so tell, him, tell me I stalked him, please. <laughs> okay, well, I, I stalked <laughs> him. <laughs> no, I mean, I, oh. you know, it's like, you know that gut feeling, like when you just get a good vibe off of someone? Yeah. I just got a good vibe off of him. And so... Not I, anymore. <laughs> Boy, vibes. was I wrong. He's, no. got, he's got good vibes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I, I like mature, calm, relaxed, confident people. And... Um, I am quite relaxed. <laughs> and he's quite mature. Yeah, yeah. Well, you like older, <laughs> you like older men. Well, I don't know if I would say. You know, is what? it a preference or just happened to be that way? I didn't know his age actually. When I when I he looks pretty good. Well, that's the thing. When I was initially deciding to stalk him, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't know how old he was. I knew nothing about him. I didn't even know who he was. Actually, when I met him, so you saw him without makeup too. That's it. When we initially met, I was it was the first day of the tour. I was just going and meeting everybody. You know, a bunch of crude people, local people. Like I don't know who was who. Did, had I'm no I- my notes, guys. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea who he was. You know, I knew I, I met Glenn and knew who that was, but like, yeah. but I didn't know who Doyle was. And when I met him, it was during the day. He didn't have his his stage makeup on, and at that point, I was selling the merch. And so, the venues that we were playing at that point always had the merch stands outside of the venue. So I would finish my set get the hell off stage in a hurry, get to the merch stand. And then I was stuck selling the merch I all night. I did that too, by the yeah. way. Because that's oh, your yeah. bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. I, I used to always do that too. Go right. right. People say, hey, we'll be, at the, we'll be at the merch and the kids come. Yeah, because they buy shit from you. Exactly. You have awesome. to. You have to. And so, and so that's, that's how. Paint girl. Yeah, man. Okay. And well, so that's how we so always, good. that's how we always ran it. And so for the first few shows of that tour, I actually didn't even see Doyle playing. Because yeah. I, I couldn't see the stage anymore. I was outside of the door selling yeah. the merch. And... So it took a few shows and then eventually we played a venue where the merch stand was inside the venue and I could see the stage. So I'm selling the merch, whatever. And then, you know, I hear chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah, and I yeah. see the Crimson Ghost backdrop appear, you know, the, the first backdrop, the Kabuki drops and the Misfits skull is there all big. And, um, and then I see Doyle walk out in, you know. Punk rock superhero. Yeah. yeah. Clown and, suit. And so then I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, because at this point, I still didn't even put two and two you together. You only met Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I only met Clark Kent, so I didn't see Superman yet. So I was like, yeah. who the fuck is that? And so then, you know, there's like some obvious features. <laughs> you cannot miss. That you can't miss when yeah. you when you see him on stage. I'm talking about his eyes. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> No, she's not. I'm right here. Go ahead. Just go. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess that guy's on tour with us. And... I mean, I'm not an idiot, but I guess I was at that point. I guess I was really tired because <laughs> it took a while before I was like, that's the guy. That's the guy I met because I, I just didn't, you know, I didn't even know why it was called Dancing and Doyle. Like I was just, I didn't realize they meant Doyle, Wolfgang. Like I thought yeah. Doyle Were was you like. Misfits fan? No. So I didn't, I that's didn't. That's even better. That's fucking yeah. even better. Still not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this even more though. Yeah. I fucking love yeah. this even more. Yeah. And so. And so I saw him and then, you know, I, I, I realized like that's got to be that guy that I met. So I guess he's Doyle. OK, got it. And so then, you know, the tour continued. And, and during the day I work out anyways during the day. And so does he. And so we would cross paths a bit. I think him going to work out or me. You know, at one point I remember I was doing crunches on <laughs> it was in it was in what's that place in New Mexico there? I don't the know. Sunshine Theater, sun, something, something like that. that. And I was doing crunches on the floor in the in the damp basement it was you know? filthy I was yeah, like, what and, are you doing? yeah and he walks by and he's like you're doing crunches on the dirty floor <laughs> and i'm like no 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 i have a towel on the floor or whatever you, Did know? you know she was sweating you you know i have no game <laughs> so i didn't notice <laughs> until everybody started man. everybody started telling me and i'm like what you're really like, they were like yeah, yeah yeah i'm like and so what? yeah but i had no game <laughs> either you know so i <laughs> so i just 
like put myself in his way for the rest of the tour, you know? Because yeah. at that point I knew at what, um, how the gods kill right. was the last song before the, the misfits. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, no, you know, I bribed, I bribed the text yeah. to, no, <laughs> well, you knew when he was coming off stage, but I knew when he was going to be going on stage and coming off stage. So I always made sure that I could just be like, accidentally near his guitar world at that point and uh, that's when i started noticing it because it kept happening yeah and 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 i was like so broke i was so broke but i like (laughs) i went and bought like a little dress so that i could yeah yeah i went and bought a little it was like eight dollars or whatever you know it was like a thrift store thing yeah i went and bought a little dress so i could be cute and i and i bought like some good smelling perfume and i called my i called my friend at home and i was like what do I do to be attractive to a dude? <laughs> and she's like, you know, and she was just like, okay, so dudes think with their stomachs. So what you have to do is get perfume that smells like food. I'm talking cinnamon, vanilla, fruit. You know, and she was just like going off and I was like, okay. And so then I got this coconut smelling perfume because it was the only vegan perfume I could find, you know? And so That's I was amazing. like, okay, this one's coconut. And sure enough, that day with that little dress and the perfume, I see him and he walks over and he goes, ooh, you smell like the beach. In my head, I was like, check, it worked. Holy totally worth shit. it. Yeah. And then I <laughs> said, I like your dress. Yeah, and then he goes, I like your dress. So Are I was you like, I was so proud of myself. You all black before that probably. I was just like in sweatpants yeah, and whatever, yeah. you know, just looking shitty. And Dude, it really worked. Yeah, it, it worked. fucking worked. So anyone listening, don't fucking try that shit on Doa. <laughs> try it on anyone else, but not on Doa. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. amazing. Yeah, and so then I just, you know, like. So do you remember your first like actually like date or hang out with it on that tour or? You know, we, that tour was so short. And so I was trying to like, I tried to put myself in his way and eventually he caught on and we would like kind of hang out a little bit. Um, I remember another time too, like, you know, also cause all the texts and stuff call him loyal Doyle. And so I was looking to see, like, you know, I tried to see if there was a ring on his hand cause I didn't know how old he was. And yeah. at that point I was only like 27. And so I, was I wasn't 29. Yeah, and so I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't really looking for rings because in my head, like I'm in my late 20s, not everyone's married yet anyways. Yeah. So I wasn't really looking for it, but I knew he was probably a little bit older than me. I thought he was pr- maybe in his late 30s or something. I didn't know how old yeah, he was. Yeah, was good. Yeah, and so I remember at one of the venues, like on the side of the stage before he went on, he was like stretching and getting his guitar on and I was like trying to look at his hands to see if there was a ring. Yeah. And there was no ring because it was tattooed on. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so, like, I couldn't see the rings. I couldn't see the tattoo because it was dark. So I was like, okay, good. There's no ring. But then the next day in the daylight, I did see the tattoo. And because his, his ex-wife at the time was named Gorgeous George. And so it said George on his finger. So then I was like, fuck, he's gay. I, I don't stand a chance. You know, I was like, he's married to some guy named George. Oh, shit. You know, so I was like, oh, damn it. There's all these obstacles in the way. So, but, you know, so that's I was, a pretty big hurdle. That was, oh, yeah. You know, so I just um, didn't, I just didn't know. I, I thought like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just, I'll just hang out and I'll see if he reciprocates. And he wasn't because he didn't get it at first, but then. I still don't get it. But, you know, eventually, <laughs> eventually he reciprocated. It was the, it was the dress. Admit it. It was the dress. It was the dress. It was the dive ball. realized that, like, I like this girl and like. I liked her as soon as I met her. As soon as I seen her, I liked her. But yeah, even even I didn't know who he was. I don't have no game. I don't. I don't fucking. I just got a good vibe as soon as I met him. Even with your condescending sandwich face. I, I don't even know what that means. Because <laughs> <laughs> at one point, I don't even know if this is like something I made up and just believe now, or if this is an actual memory. But I remember that first day when we met on that loading dock. I had to like call the phone company because I, you know, it was a tour of the states, and my phone yeah, would be roaming course. there, and I so I had that. to like call the cell phone thing to try to get a phone for the tour. And I just remember him sitting on the dock, 
eating something and giving me a dirty look. <laughs> but I don't know if it actually happened, you know, but it, but in my but in my head he was sitting there so I oh I was I tell him he has a condescending sandwich face. But um, <laughs> I don't think it's true. <laughs> so has things changed for you now that you're both together and both touring musicians and you're both taken um respect wise as a woman in music? Do you do doors that doors your man or um don't disrespect that girl. You know, I feel like I earned a lot of respect for myself, sure. actually. Sure. You know, like I, I worked hard yeah. at making sure that people knew. Well, people know you're taking that too, so it's even more like just back. I, probably, me. probably, yeah. And, and, and same, like, even in that first tour, I remember at one point going on, going on the side of the stage to watch his part of the set, and there's like a bunch of girls that got invited to the sides of the stages, and, you know, they were doing their thing, and I in, intentionally walk to a different area because I just didn't want to be lumped into that. Yeah. With all due respect, I just didn't want to be yeah. lumped into that category, you know, and, and fans on the side singing along. Oh, it's just, you yeah. know, like maybe more than fans, you know, yeah. like just, you know, like <laughs> it was Trying just, to be, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, and then he comes out getting ready for his thing and all the girls heads just turn and follow him. And I was just like in the back because I had stepped away. And so yeah. I was like, I'm just going to watch and see how he reacts to this. I love and, that. Yeah. And they all were like, you know, whispering to each other and pointing at him. And then, you know, I could see them straightening their mini skirts and getting pumping up their and boobs. So and oblivious to all that. Yeah. Shit yeah, yeah. And, and, and getting that. ready to go walk over to him. And, and, and then they did. And he just like straight ignored them and like walked straight past them. And I was just like, kind of love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was yeah. so. I love, I love that you're like, I love that. Yeah. And so, so I just got a good vibe and, and I think, I mean, honestly, like I would say 99% of everyone we meet is super fucking cool. Yeah. And, and most of them, most people we meet are, are friends in common anyway. Mutual friends. Yeah. Were you, were you in a long relationship before that? I don't think, I wasn't. You were married. Yeah, how but many I years were you married for? I don't know. More you were married for like 10 years. More than that. five. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And you lived out here too for a minute. For a minute. Yeah. I lived out here. I lived in Vegas. I lived in Chicago. Where else? And That's both, it. Both the kids are East Coast still? Yeah. All, three kids. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so you guys balance everything with that. And you go to Canada, New Jersey, and you're both on tour. Yeah. That's, that's a serious commitment. I love that. Yeah. That means a lot. That's, that says a lot about it's your It's not hard. It's yeah. not hard. It just makes sense. I feel like we're just a good match partner-wise. You know, even when I... Even when I realized he was like quite a bit older than me, I was yeah, like, "When did you realize that?" I I think I only realized this it this morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, you know, I think I just we realized got the that. On a house of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. No, I just I I, I didn't really care. Yeah. You know, it's it didn't really matter. Yeah, didn't you ask your mom? Is you like is that fucked up? And she was like, "Do you like him?" No, I didn't ask my mom. You didn't ask her. No. Somebody said something. I I feel like yeah. Doyle's like a very mysterious. If you don't know him, he's a very mysterious person to people who yeah. look up to the misfits and the band and the music that he does because you never really see him without his makeup. Yeah. He's superhero like he's a very like you're like a punk rock superhero to a lot of people. And so people don't really know like just Doyle. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, just, like, yeah. And that's why it's kinda cool that I met him as himself yeah. first. Yeah. You know? So what was that okay, so you're really a mis really a uh, misfits fan. When did you become a fan of the misfits when you started seeing him play again? I, you know, people would ask, because he just loads me up with merch, yeah. right? So then I, I, by default, I'm wearing Misfits gear most of the time, just because that's like the free shit that's clean yeah, and, and the laundry. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so now, I mean, you know, I know the songs and everything now, but... So it wasn't like seeing him perform with the Misfits for the first time? 
It was great. I mean, people would ask me, oh, you're a big, you know, even on planes or the airport, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're a Misfits fan? And I'm like, I like one Misfit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I would say. I was like, I like, man. I like one of them. <laughs> that's but, awesome. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I do like the music. I like the band. But it's, that had no influence on me getting together with Doyle because yeah. I didn't actually know I, him I, from that. I love so. that. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. It's great. And people don't really know about that stuff. Um, but seeing him perform Misfits was awesome, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both he and I are similar in the way that we just, like, perform really aggressively. And it's, like, our whole day, our whole life is revolving around being able to perform at 1,000%. Yeah. And I really appreciate anyone who does that. So yeah. seeing him do that is, is it's really exciting. And, I mean, and all the dudes in The Misfits are fucking great. You know, it's yeah. just a great show, great music. Yeah. It's good energy. It's fun. Yeah. And the songs are great. So getting to see him perform in that environment is Where it's, it's nice to see yeah and how did it feel for you like those that first show back oh it was the worst show of my life the first I mean, one I, talked to you, I think you texted me we talked it that yeah. day or something after yeah yeah was a sound off or something or? my amp was fucked up there was a short in it or something and i had no like overdrive okay you know and i noticed it right before we but went you're always on. your worst critic too i was like what the fuck is going on with this amp and it wasn't working it wasn't working and now it makes your your hands and arms cramp up because you're trying to make the sound come out properly, but you really can't, but your body tries to make it come out. Okay. Yeah, like you know how you blow your voice out if you can't hear yeah, yourself? Yeah, Yeah. And you cramp up. And then uh, it was the worst, and, and it was like maybe four songs left in the set, and I went over and I fucking just smashed the amp, and the motherfucker came on. Oh, oh man. And I was like, motherfucker! But then I just played Denver recently, and my arms cramped up like that too. And we, we were gassed after three songs where we I looked at each other like, what the fuck? I'm so tired. Really? Then Elevation. I realized that Elevation. there's not enough oxygen. That's, That's why right. I cramped up like that too. Yeah. Now I yeah. fucking know. Elevations are in Utah but, too. Yeah. But Mexico yeah, that was City one of too. the worst shows of my life. And she could see it. And she came, she came on the stage after getting kicked off the stage. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could Because I was watching from the audience and, and my mom was there and my That's sister cool. was there. We all flew down to see the show. And I could see that something was off and I had to like fight to get to the stage. Like I had to fight my way out of the crowd. I had to fight to get to the side of the stage. And then I snuck up the side of the stage and then they tried to kick me off the side of the stage. And Richie came and was like, Hey, that's Elisa. And, and then I had to fight to get over to your side. Right. And I was like, you know, I, I think so I, annoying, I was like, man. let me just stand in his line of sight. Let me just stand yeah, in his yeah, line yeah. of sight so he can calm down. And I'm just there if he needs a hug or something. And so I just stood there, you know, just, just, to be there for him in yeah. case in case he and needed. I did I needed a hug and it worked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just went over and hugged her. I was like, oh. Yeah. Did you, did you like the way you sounded on the other shows though? Was it uh, the other shows were better. You yeah. know, I got the problem fixed and uh, yeah. Do you feel like you're your worst crit critic anyway though? Like uh, no, I don't. I don't really care. I just want to be able to hear myself. If I could hear myself, you know, I have a good show. If yeah. I can't, it's hard. But you know. Sometimes you have to listen to front of the house, like yeah. at a festival. Yeah. Sometimes you're listening to it and it sounds like you're down the hall it's listening hard. to it. It's hard. It's really hard. Are you are you good with like staying in the right mindset with that? It's hard. It's, it's right? hard, man. Yeah. Especially in the monitors. Yeah. Like, Do you use in ears? I don't. I use them Do for the. Use them? I use them. Uh, yeah. I only use them for the misfits because the stage is so big. As loud as my amps really are, too, super loud. As soon as I walk to the drums. They're gone. Well, yeah, because it's directional. The yeah. answer, yeah, it's so, so directional, and then it's gone. Now, now, I, if I can't hear myself, I start playing everything wrong. Yeah. 
which is weird. That's crazy. Even though you know where to go, but you can't hear it, so it just fucks you up. Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. It's a mind fuck. Well, besides that, the technical stuff, how did it feel like to be on stage again playing those songs with that, that many people? Like, you never played a venue that big and headlined and... Well, I played the big festivals, you know. Wait, this but this is your show. Yeah, that was the coolest. The coolest thing about the whole thing is the first headlining arena show I've ever done in my life sold out in like, you know, 30 seconds. It's crazy. Was that the Forum one? Yeah. That was a great show. Yeah, it was just... It's insane. So that must have felt great. The coolest part about that was the lighters at the end. It was like yeah. a real yeah, concert. Yeah. It was like a real concert. There was no cameras, so everybody was watching. No phones, which is incredible. Yeah, it was I love great. That. So, you, so when, you, when you went to see the Misfits at the shows, they would take your phones and put them in a bag and you know, lock them for the whole show. Yeah. So live in the moment. Yeah. I thought that was fucking incredible. Well, I love it. It's, I love it's that. genius for a couple reasons. And one of them is if everybody's filming it and they put it online, who's going to come to the show now? Everybody's going to sit in their underwear in their bed and watch and say, I've seen it. Yeah. You know, and people who complain, you know, what the fuck are they complaining about? Yeah. It's I mean, anyone. The band. Yeah, and I, I love the fact that it forces you to live in the moment, like you said. And, you know, most people that are at a concert are old enough to know that, like, you can make plans with the people you're trying to meet up with or whatever and just, like, figure it out ahead of time. Totally. And then your phone will be locked away and you'll just find them there, like we used to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, it's not like it's it's not like a crazy dictatorship. Like, if you need your phone, you can step outside, they'll mm -hmm. unlock it for you, and you yeah. can use it there. Yeah. It's just when you go into the actual concert hall. Then it's locked away. It's I love. I love seeing people having fun, singing yeah. along, no phones in the sky. Yeah, it was Super cool. Smart. It was really cool to just be there and have. I was I was watching from the soundboard and I was just like looking around and people were like dancing and like yeah. looking at other people they didn't know and putting their arm around them and just singing the words and like really in into the moment, it. Like yeah, not, my phone right yeah, there. not taking selfies so they can like show off that they're there. They were actually enjoying being there. Yeah. The, the best thing about the Misfits shows is how happy the faces are on those people yeah. when 100%. they when you come out there and you see them they're they're not just going off they're all smiling they're all like i can't believe i'm looking at this 100%. Yeah. you know it's, crazy, it's cool. great that's yeah. the best part i love that yeah. and i love that um uh i was gonna say about the, the phones not being there something else about the show that i loved just being in the moment take your phones and we're blank for a second about the, the crowd oh and the merchandise there too the merch was insane too at that show I wouldn't know. Okay, well, Stella, quiet. <laughs> just, just everybody Stella. happy. Like, no, no one's great. This one to say. When I went backstage that day, I think it was Stella, quiet. We're doing the podcast. <laughs> when she I went backstage that day, it was like every band. You remember that? And the downstairs yeah, of the green room was yeah, like, yeah, Pennywise, Limp Bizkit, uh, Strung Out, like Foo Fighters. Every single band was downstairs. Julian yeah. Lewis, like all the homies. Everybody's hanging out. This woman waiting to see you guys play. Yeah. And then when I'm walking up to the seats, nobody's in VIP. Nobody's on the side of the stage. You're all, everybody's sitting in the crowd like fans. That was mm -hmm. fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Just seeing like major rock stars just sitting there like psyched, like sitting in their seats like little kids. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. And how psyched people were backstage. It was like, holy shit. And it was so much respect from such diverse groups and genres of music to come support the Misfits. That's yeah. a forum. Yeah. It's like fucking history. It's the biggest funk show ever. Yeah. So to see that energy and then walking past all these people, they're like, like holy shit, they're in the crowd. Like, they're not yeah. like, I'm, I'm, nobody was like entitled. Nobody was like, I'm fucking this person. I need to get backstage. Yeah. Everybody was chilling. And then, okay, but going on, we all walk out together. Like little kids, like, go and get, find your seat. Yeah. That was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was really totally. cool, man. That, that's so, something so special. I'm happy I, I get to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. It was fucking. Anytime. 
That was amazing. Yeah, I hope I hope it happens again. I feel like the kids. The one in the one in Jersey also was pretty emotional because oh, yeah, that's basically that like a whole. I was at yeah. that one. It was like a hometown show. Jimmy Gestapo played. I know. I saw that Murphy's Law played. Yeah. Fucking. She went to that one too. Obviously. Yeah, and it was it was cool. You know, like Doyle's kids were there, and and your mom was there. Mom and I mean, I don't know if I can say this or not, but I, I was blown away because Glenn. Can I say? Yeah, sure. His mom passed away that fucking day. Yeah. And he got on stage and did the show. No way, man. And I just had so much fucking respect for him because how difficult is that? His mom, he lost his mom that fucking day. He's like, yo, not playing. Exactly. Cool respect. But you know, he went up there and fucking delivered. He sounded great. He did. He didn't wimp out. He did the show a thousand percent. And it was just like, man, that's fucking punk rock. You know what I mean? Uh, it was like song, yeah wow and it was it was uh, just amazing to see too it was almost like she was she was hanging on just until it was like okay now we played the biggest venue in the hometown and here it is you know that's and beautiful man yeah i didn't even know that yeah, yeah. that's I was, amazing you did that too because yeah. it could have been a totally different thing yeah. yeah wow i bet the energy must have been it was i pretty, was almost crying watching him it out was there. it was yeah. heavy yeah it was pretty heavy so did you guys rehearse a bunch for those shows um not uh well for the first show we did because yeah. uh nobody knew the songs it's been a while yeah you know i think you knew the songs i don't want to mention any names i think I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, i'm gonna go on record i don't even know this i'm gonna say doyle knew the songs. yeah any questions that i was asked and i'm like i'm not even in this fucking band <laughs> why are you asking me yeah but i knew everything but uh yeah wow but yeah. but for the later ones it's i don't know what maybe once or twice i think i don't know so I, m- I remember Moon wanted me to ask this to you too. She texted me earlier about this. <laughs> we get to the veganism now. But when we first met you, you weren't a vegan. Yes. And we were vegans. And Moon wants me to ask you, like, did you think we were weirdos because we were vegans on that tour? Dude, you were making your shakes, eating all your shit. It was so different. Yeah, you, you're the first vegan I ever met. <laughs> Seriously. And you told me about it. I guess it was 1996 in Europe. Yeah, you were telling sure. me about it out in the parking lot of some uh, Did you festival. Think that was so like fucking foreign. No, I was trying to understand it. You said, "Oh, I'm vegan." I'm like, "What's that?" You're like, well, it's like vegetarian, but you know, no animal products. Isn't that? Then you wanted to find bologna, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Bologna. You're a vegan, but you want to eat bologna. I don't get it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. I should have listened. It's yeah. fucking crazy. It's so crazy on that tour, man. You would pound those shakes and all that shit. So <laughs> wh- was it was it her? Who inspired you to make her. it? Oh, her. Okay. Absolutely. So how long have you been vegan for? I've been vegan for 20 years. Damn. Yeah. And what inspired that for you? So I, I was born into a vegetarian family, so I've Love never that. I've never eaten meat. So that. That's like Max. That's yeah, insane, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. So awesome. veg, veg from 85 to like 98-ish. Yeah. And then vegan since then. And uh, for me, it was it was 100% ethics. It was animals. That was the reason. But then as I and I, again, it was like being straight edge. Like I didn't even really realize there was a word for it. I yeah. was just like, wait, OK, I get it that eggs and dairy aren't flesh, but they still come from animals, which means the animals are being exploited. Know, it's so hard to make that. Yeah. yeah. And so I just sort of like made the logical conclusion that there was no way to have that much supply without some exploitation going oh, yeah. on like there there was just no way to have that many shelves in grocery stores well, stocked. Think, think about how many eggs go through mcdonald's a day yeah i was a just a bazillion like that's well, why they don't have breakfast all day there's not enough chickens in the world <laughs> to make them fucking eggs. Well, i just you know i just realized i was like there's no way that that's actually 
humane. And so the more I looked into it and the more I thought about it, I was like, well, I'm just going to boycott this. I don't want any part of this. And, you know, at that point, it wasn't like you could just go down and find a vegan restaurant. There was nothing like there was maybe if you were lucky, there was soy milk, but you weren't finding any vegan cheese or vegan baked goods or vegan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's it. Like you had the eaves like there was like a (laughs) couple eaves. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So you had like, you know, a couple things like that that you could that you could have. But other than that, that was it. And so when I was first touring, it was van trailer i put a cooler in the trailer and i filled the cooler with ice at every bar that we would stop and play and you know i had a little tupperware with like salad and beans and stuff in it and that was that was what i ate you know and and it was fucking good (laughs) and uh but yeah it's very different now obviously so easy now it's so easy now ever since i started it it got so much easier yeah when when you guys got together he wasn't no he wasn't vegan i've actually never dated like someone who's like you know the beginnings if you call the beginning stage the dating stage i've never had that with a vegan because he wasn't vegan yet when we were going through that yeah and i remember like you know when i saw his physique and everything i was like <laughs> maybe he's vegan because you know i was like you can't look that good and not be vegan yeah. and so i it was like trying to figure that out on the tour too to see and i remember tommy prong was talking about like what you eat and stuff and I, in my head i was like please don't mention any meat or anything and then he said some meat thing and i was like no uh-huh. but i mean you pretty much just took it upon yourself to go vegan yeah I mean, you were making granola bars on that tour he was you know was he I? was he was already like a lot of he was you were pretty much already like so close to being vegan it was just a couple little i just changed two things i was eating um yeah. really? when i met her she came out to see me in in new york early you know an early day and I had to get her back to the airport and we were running through the city like hurrying up because I had to get her back to Newark mm-hmm. and we were starving and she said to me if we don't find me something to eat we'll find you something to eat and I looked at him like fuck that I ain't never gonna eat anything in front of you that wigs you out Wow! I'll never do that and I never did right yeah yeah so she you know we we went on some some dates we call them yum yum dates <laughs> we're, di- we're addicted to them yeah so we went to peace food cafe yeah it's a great spot yeah. and but first we went to blossoms and we had a uh, a meatball sandwich and we had a uh a nutter butter shake yeah we'll get to the nutter butter soon. i took a bite of that sandwich and i just looked at her and i was like holy shit uh, everything that she because i didn't know what nothing is so she would just order yeah, yeah. and she still does <laughs> but uh everything that i would eat i would just bite it and look at her and say, holy shit are you fucking kidding me? That, that's what sold me first was the yeah, food. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is the best food ever. Yeah. And then um, only thing that I was eating that wasn't vegan, I had two chicken breasts today. Wow. And I had whey protein. That was it. Yeah, whey protein, yeah. Everything else was vegan. And I just had to cut those out, which... Switch to Vega. Yeah, yeah switch to, to Vega. And, and I hated the chicken breasts because it really was... I had to cover it in that hot sauce right there. Okay. I would yeah. cover it in that and... Uh, I forget what else. Cinnamon. Okay. Just because I couldn't eat it anymore. It was like eating a dried out tongue or something. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. It was so gross. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. But it was it was easy. And then it was about, what, six months after I met you? I was just like... Six months. I've, wow. been, I've been vegan for I don't know how long. And yeah, I he was him. vegan for a whole bunch of like... Just one day he was like, you know, I've been vegan for a long time now. <laughs> and I was like, really? Awesome. Now we'll make it official. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when I first heard that, I was like... Oh my god! I'm <laughs> so psyched. But yeah. you know what? Isn't it? Doesn't it just make you happy? Yeah. It yeah. makes you happy. It puts you in a good mood. Uh, you just, 
it just changes your whole outlook of on, on everything. everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was counting how many chickens I didn't kill like for the first couple of years. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Holy fucking shit. How did it affect two things? What did your, what did your family think about your brothers, anybody around you? Your My mom keeps saying, Hey, you want some shrimp? I'm like, why don't you understand what the fuck I'm telling you? <laughs> yeah. I'll have some nice chicken. Oh, would you shut up? <laughs> and Italian family, she always cooking food and all that. Well, she was, she's Irish, so oh, okay, she can't okay. cook. Okay. <laughs> but uh, my brother Jerry, he's leaning that way. His son is vegan Word. now. Dude, uh, my singer went vegan. You know, my not, not, my not, my not, bass not, player. Not he man. says he's vegan, but I, I heard he ate fish, so I don't know. But um, you know, my kids ask me questions about it. You know, you feel different. Do I feel different? Feel like, I, yeah, I feel great. I'm leaner. I was going to say, what's it, that, what about your workout? It's, it, it's, I mean, it's, the protein's the protein. Yeah, you you yeah know? same to me. Yeah, me too. It's like, I just leaner. Yeah. You know, you can see more veins. I'm more vascular. And yeah. I've been trying to do that my whole life. And now it's easy. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So you were super psyched when you told you that, obviously? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've had like people I've dated or, or friends or whatever in the past that have either been super like mocking me for it and then gone vegan or they've been oh, yeah. interested and then gone vegan. So... I, I knew that, you know, <clears throat> it can happen. I never, like, I never push it on anyone, obviously. Yeah. But, like, if, if they want to learn about it, I'm more than happy to, to tell them. Say, yeah. yeah, exactly. It takes so a little bit to learn. It seems like that's how it was for him. Yeah, yeah, You're totally. Like, you should be like this. And you oh, no, yeah. I mean, even the, the boyfriend I had before him also went vegan over the course of us dating. And I'm pretty sure he's still vegan. And, you know, it was just like, I mean, it just makes sense. And I, I, I think that for me to get along with someone well enough to be with them in a relationship or in a friendship, they have to be compassionate and intelligent anyways. And so then you put that together with me and the odds of them becoming vegan eventually are pretty high. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, well, what if he, if he didn't change and still eat chicken? Still, I, don't think, I don't think that would have happened. I mean, I, it wouldn't change the way I see him, exactly, but, uh, but yeah. it would probably, it would probably affect our lifestyle a little bit in the sense yeah. that like, I mean, I'm never going to cook that. So he wouldn't be eating that at home. And then when yeah, we, and I don't cook. So, so, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, I got my manager. He's kind of vegan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, a lot of people just, uh, I get like on Instagram. I'm sure a lot of people DMS dozen a day. I'm, I, sure. I'm vegan because of you. I work out because you, I play guitar because awesome, of you. That's, that's what inspires me. 100%. Yeah, that yeah. makes me so happy, and it's you know I'll, I'll always answer them back if I read it. I yeah. don't read them anymore because I just had it with fucking social yeah. media. I just yeah. I want to live in the real world. Yeah, yeah. You know I don't want to spend four I, hours I, a day looking at that. It's shit. like a misfit show did, in the real world. Lock yeah, in the I phone did, in that bag. <laughs> I did yeah. When you when because you're so mysterious to a lot of people. When you when you were up, we, we came on social media. I was like, holy shit, doors on Instagram. For me, yeah. I was like, holy shit, because you're like so off the grid kind of person. Yeah. You've always been. Yeah. But when you came on, obviously you did. It did some good because you inspired a bunch of people to become vegan. Yeah, exactly. Time. You know, and I love making positive effect. posts about veganism without writing any uh, captions. And then yeah. everybody just goes crazy. But I took the comments off. You know, I just have people I follow can comment. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Fuck it. You know, yeah, because it keeps you more in reality. Anyways. And it keeps you not reading it. Yeah. You never look at it anymore. I like that yeah. Moby says. Moby says you put a post up and doesn't look at the comments. Just keeps yeah. it moving. Yeah. You can get caught up in a rabbit hole and start looking. Oh, you get like, yeah. Hey, I don't yeah, even want to look at my who I'm following anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, it's so easy to once once you step away from that and you get back into the real world. It's you're so great. Like, oh, These guys yeah. want a, oh, a social media cleanse right now. I respect it. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. It's so great to Your get mind. those. We would get up in the morning, have coffee and start fucking with that shit. 
And then we look at the clock. It's one o'clock. We're like, what the fuck are yeah, we doing? Yeah, it's like the whole day's gone. We could have been working out. We could have been writing music. If you're and... promoting something in your record, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Of course. It's a tool. It's a for sure. Tool. Yeah. And it is, it's a cool way to, you know, connect with, we've connected with other vegans on it, you yeah. know, connect with yeah. other musicians for sure. But there's other ways of doing that too, because it's a small somebody? world. Yeah. It's yeah. a small, you know, like if you need, if I needed to reach whoever, I'm sure you know them or yeah. you know them, I could just yeah. get their number 100%. and, you know, it's like, yeah. It's a small world when it comes to the music industry or or the vegan the vegan world and you everyone knows you know there's max six degrees of separation between anyone, everybody right? yeah so I'm th- th- we'll find other ways of sometimes reaching people. you get good things from uh you know your DMs like a company will call you and say hey I make this you know what I mean yeah. or or you know I would get on the road restaurants calling me and saying hey I'm I want I'm coming to the show I love that I got a restaurant. I'm like I have ten people. I always tell them an extra person, so they. That's what's more. cool about vegan the vegan community is that they're yeah. so supportive. Dude, yeah, so like supportive. Some of you may have to say, "Hey, um, I have like an organic, non-GMO vegan drink. Maybe we could be a sponsor for your podcast." That's so, so cool. I'll look into it. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. Let's let's try it. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Did you meet Vega through social media too? Um, she she met him. Yeah, that, yeah. see, that was like that was cool because all that was Canadians like, know each other. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was like it. the organic way of meeting someone actually. It was uh, the creator of Vega, Brandon Brazier. Yeah, yeah he's a good dude. Is, yeah, and he's, well, he, uh, he doesn't live in Canada anymore, I don't think. But I, think he's, he's, I think he sold Vega too, right? Yeah, he lives he here. But so rewind to like 2001, maybe, or maybe even before that. Yeah. Right when Vega first started. Yeah. Um, and like we were saying, there wasn't that many vegan products anywhere. And so if I just saw the word, like the letters V-E-G-A, I was like, please don't be Vegas. No, you know, please be vegan. <laughs> you know, and so then I saw this product, Vega, and I was like, oh my Shit. God, could it be vegan? And then it yeah. was. And so I saw that, and I and that was like the Vega 1. So it was like the protein with the yeah, greens and everything. And so I, w- I was already like taking that yeah. on tour with me because if I couldn't find food or yeah. whatever, it was a lifesaver. And I worked in a gym at that point. That was my, my okay. quote-unquote real job was I worked in <laughs> <laughs> I worked in the bodybuilding gym in Montreal. And so... At one point, I'm in the gym, and this was like a weird synchronicity thing going on. There was a little snack bar in the gym, a shake bar that would make protein yeah. shakes. And so I went to the guy, and I was like, why don't you guys use any vegan pro- protein? Well, you don't have any like vegan anything. You don't even have almond milk or soy milk yeah. or nothing. Like, There's nothing here for vegans. Would you consider adding something like that to your menu? Dope. And he was like, no, there's there's no market for that. That's what he told me. And so what year I, was this? It was like early 2000s probably yeah Yeah. and so as i'm having this conversation somebody walked up to the desk and needed a day pass for the gym so i rushed back over to the desk so i could fill out their day pass for Uh them that person was brendan brazier who happened to be passing through montreal on a book tour small world yeah and so he was like hey i I couldn't help but overhear your conversation about vegan protein and he gave me his card and i saw that vega logo and i was like this is the one that i have and he was like this is my product i just came out with I'm from Vancouver. Wow. And so, yeah. And so I connected with him that way and we sort of just kept in touch since then. That's and awesome. I've seen his, you know, reach huge success with that, which yeah. was amazing. I went and took a tour of the Vega uh, offices in Vancouver yeah. one year and, and yeah, we've just kept in touch. And, but that was like, that's awesome. It, that was pretty funny actually, because it really is like, we're from the two opposite coasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like the two vegans in Canada and there that's we go. Amazing, you know? <laughs> I didn't know he's from there. I thought he was from the US. That's awesome. Yeah, we were Canadian. out to eat one time with, at Sage with one of my friends Love and Sage. he's like, he goes to her, I bet all you Canadians know each other. You know Brendan Brazier? 
And she's like, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> he goes, let me call him. He called him. Two minutes later, the guy's eating fucking yeah, breakfast. Yeah, it was such a small really? world. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even know that he lives out here. Yeah. So that was cool because that was just one of those things where, like, you meet someone for... Not he was at the Misfit show. He oh, was. was, yeah. 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 Awesome. Sure was. Yeah. Well, Very I cool. We, I, think we cover a lot, I think we cover a lot of things. I'm looking at my list over here. Oh, the one more thing I was going to mention to you about, too, is uh, you guys dog or cat people? Both. Both, okay. You Both. have a lot of pets? Um, my mom's got like 85 cats. <laughs> Jesus, I've I'm down to one cat now, uh, but uh, but he's an awesome cat. So, so you got a few more cats. Well, the thing is, we would love to have a dog, but we are so we, nomadic. We that have we have to get the dog that could come with. Yeah, yeah we would need to, about that the other day. Yeah, to get a dog who would be able. My to singer's like, got a uh, dog, a, a Chihuahua, Trixie Lou. Uh, <laughs> at Trixie Lou is uh, <laughs> is her handle on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we take her on the states. Fucking great! It's yeah, so great. It's yeah. so great. You come, you know, on the bus after the show, and she's just like, "Oh my god, you came back!" Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Going crazy, yeah. and it just takes it all away. You yeah, know, I love that. all of a sudden you're not you're not tired anymore. You're not, you know, it's great. It's it's great. Unconditional love from the animals. I it's so that. great. Do you we guys have, have any like daily rituals you guys do on on tour and off tour that you stick to besides working out? Is it like yoga or like meditation? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we meditate. I've I've been meditating for a while, not consistently, but I'm yeah. trying to do it really consistently now. Working out. We both have our you know makeup that. That's a ritual. That it, it becomes part of the ritual actually. Yeah, so even just it really does. Is it, is it safe to say it takes longer for Dory to put his makeup on than you? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. It but it's it, it does take him longer. But it's still it's cool because it's still you know you're looking yourself in the face for like hours on end before you go out there and yeah. do it. And I I, I kind of need it even if Me I wasn't too. putting makeup on. I almost need that time to just like psych myself up. Yeah. And get myself in in the zone, so to speak. Well, you guys both have good skin without makeup. I've seen you both without makeup. It's it's like um it's like I get to be away from everybody for that yeah. fucking three to four hours a it's day. Three to four hours I a spent day. twelve days in length on this last tour doing that. Just, just putting it on. on. Just like putting it times on. Twenty four hours. Like. And that's not counting taking it off. Yeah. You know, okay. or shaving. I have to shave before I put it on earlier that's in the true. day. Yeah, that's rough. I don't have to do that. And, you, it's you, a and lot. she's doing longer than you for sure, right? It's oh, longer yeah. for him, yeah. But I, I warm up and he doesn't. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't he'll, warm he'll stretch up. and stuff, but I, I actually take an hour, hour and a half to warm up. Too, right? Yeah, the straw thingy. Um, I'll work out too. I stretch. I usually try to do yoga and, and a workout, but it yeah. depends. Um, really the number one thing above anything else on tour for me is I have to try to sleep because if so I insomniac, yeah. she's never asleep. Yeah. Maybe I you can't sleep. You're not a good sleeper. Never, never. But it's for some reason now, just now I'm starting to be able to sleep. So I don't want to like jinx it. I'm knocking on wood, whatever, but this trip was a good sleep you session. Take melatonin? Uh, you know what? I've tried everything and like nothing really works. You've been like that your whole life. As far as I can remember. Yeah. Really? So yeah. how many hours of sleep do you think a night per night? Now I'm now I'm doing pretty good. Now I'll wake up once or twice, maybe every four hours or so, which is not bad. Wow! But for a while, like I've done entire tours where I would sleep forty five minutes a night. It's like, so bad for your voice. It's so it's bad for you scared. in general. I know. Bad for your voice. Bad for your mental health. Yeah. I really it affects me mentally a lot. Yeah. People put that together. Like sleep's so important for singers. On, on oh yeah. God, yes. Yeah. The more most than, important. More than food. More than 
you know, a comfortable temperature or any yeah. any other sort of the creature tea comfort. And the honey and all that shit. The well, most important thing. More than is any sleep. other person on that bus is the singer has to sleep and the bus driver. Hundred percent. Yeah. People understand. Oh, it's easy. People understand that. With our uh, screaming in Zen, you know that Melissa Cross. So mm-hmm. I was a part of that. She taught me how to do my scream without losing my voice. And she said the key was it's not the tea and the honey. Just shh, be quiet. Yeah. For hours, just don't talk. All she's way up so to cute. Me, yeah, she's awesome. I love her so much. She's I chew, so cute. I chew gum on stage because that's what Dave Grohl me does. Me too. She was bazooka gum. It's good to like keep your shit loose and like. Oh. Voice. I, you don't choke on it. I, I would do be sometimes. so afraid. Yeah. I, do <laughs> I still saw Dave Grohl doing it, but he stands still. He's running around like we do. Right. Yeah. But that's where I learned it from. You do too, right? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. I would choke if I had gum on stage. It is hard. To I've swallowed gum. it a few times, yeah. you know, because I eat bananas while we're playing. Oh yeah, what is up with the potassium for? Muscles? I just, I don't know. I just. It's a lot my of sugar, too, good energy. For my drummer for has bananas. Yeah. Uh, well, potassium helps you from getting cramps, actually. Yeah. But it's also it's like a good source of carbs and sugar, so it'll yeah, give, you, just, plus, give you energy. Plus, I'm all, you know, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you have, we have one one brand of makeup you use that hopefully sponsors you by now. Uh, nobody sponsors me in the makeup well, who, department. Who, who do you use? Uh, Miron. Miron, that's yeah, enough. It's vegan. This motherfucker yeah. wears a shit on stage all around the world, man. Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. They yeah. should be giving you shit by now. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a process. People don't understand that process of the tour, too. They think it's like super glamorous and you're just on stage. There you are. My it's day. Amazing. The crowd worships you. Then you leave and everything's great. You're in your bed chilling. It's, it's not so not glamorous. It's they, brutal. Yeah. They think they have people massaging us and walking us, like carrying us to the stage yeah, and, and yeah. Fucking bathing us and shaving us and putting my makeup on. Man, my day, every second is accounted for from the second I get up. Yeah. You know? If I have 30 seconds to lay down, I take it and I just totally relax for 30 seconds. Then I get up. They say it was, they say it was quick power naps are really good for you, too. That's all yeah. I get. Unless it's Friday or Saturday and we're on a little bit later, then maybe I'll get an you hour. late, too, man. He comes through town in school and he's like, we play at 11. I'm like, damn, we go to bed yeah. at 10. It's so yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do I. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys go to bed early when you're off tour? Yeah. Pretty much. Are you a deep yeah. sleeper? Are you a snore? I, I feel I'm, like Doro's a snore and a deep I, sleeper. I'm asleep instantly, and if I snore, I get hit. <laughs> then yeah, I got to roll he sleeps, over. You're good at sleeping. You're way better than I am at I'm sleeping. I'm great at it. I'm you really bad at it. My wife, I don't grind my teeth when I'm home, but on tour, my, my band says I grind my teeth. Maybe because I'm anxious. Nervous. Or yeah. I don't, adrenalized. I don't home in bed, but there I grind my teeth. It's interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's the bus shaking. I love bus. I love going to sleep on bus. Oh, instantly, right? Yeah. And like Touring is great if you're on a bus. Anything else, it's fucking brutal. I won't go. Flying I tours, won't go. flying tours are so brutal. brutal. Like or in a van South tour. America, every every yeah. country, every day flying. People it's think so that's great. It's like you get to your hotel by two or three in the morning. You're wide awake. You're pumped from the show. You get to bed by four, like five a.m., six a.m. Lobby call. Yeah. Fly all day. Yeah. You, you yeah. Have, that's that's it. You do like do press or not to save you. Yeah. Press, dude, you're brutal. getting like an hour of sleep a night on the on I'm not those kinds of tours. People. We love what we do. We're blessed to play music for this many years. Yeah. We appreciate all the support, but it's really hard and we're fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> not, not you. I feel fucking old. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like it's fly not, dates are brutal. You know, yeah. I only got to do one with Doyle because we're poor, but we did one from, uh, I guess England to Russia without sleeping and did the show that's yeah. fucking gnarly and yeah. it was it was fucking hard and she does it all the time yeah we you do know? it, we do it a lot. yeah we, we we do it a lot but you're on a bus too which is great yeah when we when it makes sense to be on a bus yeah we'll be on a bus which is fucking awesome because but like, my whole band do in asia and south america is, you're, you're yeah you can, there's some territories you just can't australia asia you can't you fly south america you have to fly but do you remember like going from a van to a bus or oh, when the, the video, best 
the it's best. Like, it's insane. It's like flying first class. I never, I never, yeah. I never, I never that once. I've but never done that back, either. Yeah. But going back to coat or something like that, it's like, yeah. it just makes sense to have, people don't realize how sleep and health is so important on tour. Yeah. Right? Oh, you have yeah. a good show. Kids expect you, like you're, sorry, you're a machine, <laughs> you're a machine, like you're, play these shows every single night, but you can't rest, you can't sleep, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you need it, you're a fucking human being. Yeah. It's I mean, really the bus, hard. the bus makes it so much, it's, it's funny because the bus is like, the top of the top luxury as far as we're concerned you know like you, you can lay down you maybe you can't fully extend your legs because the bunks aren't I huge can't. i'm sure you, know, you can't yeah, yeah like i i can i'm short enough but like my bassist for example is very tall yeah. so he can't my, my two adam two is yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so like you know but at least you can lay down you're not sleeping in like an yeah. upright seat so yeah. that's already an improvement um but the bass players in like fetal position it's yeah yeah. For them, dude. yeah me too i have to be I mean, it's, it's, it definitely, it's hard, but it's still such an improvement, but, but at the same time, most people can't even handle that. And, and for, for us, that's the top of the top luxury, but it's still 12, 15, 16 people in one bus sharing that space. And you're the only living, girl too. Yeah. And I'm the, the only girl, Dude. you know, living together so much in that respect space. To you for even, oh, thank you. <laughs> even like, even like pursuing your career as a, as a woman and doing what you do with me around all these fucking yeah shady fucking dudes tell not your band but i'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. in this world yeah, yeah. of music tell oh i'm lucky that like my band and crew and our, and our bus driver are all fucking kick-ass That's awesome. they're all awesome yeah tell them about the uh shower and the garbage oh man <laughs> yeah i i mean people they they like he was saying they think it's all glamorous they think i have a makeup artist and a hairstylist and a vocal coach and a whatever it's like no no no. i drive the fucking van you know for years yeah. i was driving there loading out the merch selling the merch settling as the tm you know like and singing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> you know? and so, like for, like, for years, that's how it was. Booking the venue, paying the venue, making no money, losing money, going back home, having a shitty job. Because, shit, man. Yeah, because yeah. you can't have a good job because you're going to leave again. So, so much sacrifice. Man, yeah, involved. there's so yeah. much sacrifice. And so, I mean, this, we laugh at, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. And 100%. so, of, of course, I did. Um, this was funny because it was at a point where I already knew that I was gonna be singing in arch enemy we were already writing songs but like we hadn't told anyone yet because yeah. it wasn't time to release any music yet and i was like on another tour like you know small tour and i really had to take a shower like it had gotten to that <laughs> like it had gotten to that point where i was like okay i know that like we're playing venues that don't have showers or we can't afford hotels so we're not gonna like get a shower or whatever but i was like i really fucking need to wash my hair like i need and like I don't need that a lot. Like I'll go two weeks without washing my hair, but like it was the, it was at yeah. the point where I was like, I want to fucking wash my hair. Yeah. And so because at that point it was like a four band package or something. And my band at the time was headlining by the time I got off stage, finished wrapping up the merch, whatever, all the other bands had already showered. Disgusting. And so like, that. yeah, it's full of water and hair. Well, that's it's it. So disgusting. like 25 dudes or whatever already showered and jerked off in there. And uh, so, you know, true people, what she's saying. This yeah. Is so fucking true. Yeah. You go backstage and it's disgusting. And the water's over. It's fucking Ugh, it's yeah. fucking. Yeah, go, go, go. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is not the first time I had to do, had to do this sort of like makeshift shower situation, but so there was a garbage can. <laughs> in the venue <laughs> wait wait it's the garage in england so it's in england so there's a garbage can and i asked them for a clean bag a new garbage bag and i put the new garbage bag in the trash can and i got in there and i asked them for an empty beer pitcher and i filled up the beer pitcher in the sink with as stable a temperature as i could get out of the hot and cold taps there <laughs> and i was pouring the pitcher of water on my head standing in the garbage can so i wasn't adding to their flood yeah 
so you know a but bathing suit or something well you know i like closed the door and oh, you know so, and yeah. so i was standing in a garbage can with a pitcher yeah. pouring water on my head to try to shower that way and that's how i did it and and that sums up tour right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and that's just, you know, for a long time, I couldn't afford like the flying J showers, like the, because yeah. the, it's $7. It's still kind of a lot. It's 12 know? now. Yeah. I guess it it's went fucking up. fucking 12. Jesus. And so it what used I, to be five. So I, what I would do is I would just take, you know, one of these camping bags, these like black neoprene bags and I would fill I it up. With, yeah. Style, yeah. 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 Exactly. Fill it up with the McDonald's sink or whatever. Fill it up with like warm water. And then I would just get in a bikini in the truck stop and just shower next to the trailer you know, shaving my legs next to the trailer and stuff. <laughs> all the and truck drivers like, yeah, all the truck drivers are like, what the? Okay. Am I dreaming? Suddenly, the, <laughs> suddenly <laughs> I'm dreaming. Suddenly, all the high beams turn on. You know, but, <laughs> that's crazy. But you know, that's like, and and the thing is, like, that's what you have to do to be able to afford touring. 100%. And I don't think people necessarily realize how not buying music drives bands to have to do this. Yeah. How hard it is to do this. A lot of people think that you can just get in and suddenly be playing huge shows. Like, no, you're constantly paying your dues. I'm still, paying. I'm still paying yeah. my dues. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. Still. Man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. There's, I mean, for, for me too, there's still situations where I, you know, I'll have my tour manager holding a, a sheet around me so I can get changed in some corner next to a tree or whatever. Nobody like, sees that shit. Yeah. Like, oh, this headline, the underworld is an amazing show. Yeah. Now she's in the trash can behind. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like that. exactly. That shit happens all the time. That's man. it. Every day. Sleeping on people's fucking floors. Oh yeah. I've yeah. slept on, we've crashed at so many people's houses, slept on random people's floors on their couch. Like so many weird, sketchy situations. Bands breaking down, get broken into. Oh yeah. Everything. Oh yeah. Your Winnebago on the tour 96. These guys were like going under underpass with <laughs> and the whole thing got peeled off. We, uh, <laughs> it was like, it was too short. We told the driver, don't go on under anything that's 10 foot six, you know? <laughs> this is crazy. And then he goes under a thing that's 10 foot six. And I'm sitting on the couch, which was facing forward in the Winnebago. And it, the top starts peeling off like a sardine can. Like there's a T-Rex just ripping the thing off. Oh, and it's snowing. It was, we were on the way home yeah. after the show. You know, the tour was done. And the, and the fucking roof comes off and I'm like scrambling. I jump over the couch. I go run in the bunk and stay in the bunk. And the techs were up there taping uh, plywood that we took off the signs off the side of the road. Right. Damn. Yeah. That there's so, you know, there's so every, every person in a band that I know has like so many stories. Like Michael, my guitar player, Michael Amot has so many funny stories. Like, from his early days, like fighting crowds with a with a tree branch and like just Damn. like hilarious, and it's hilarious now. At the time, you you it don't wasn't. you don't even understand how you're in that situation all of yeah. a sudden. But like, yeah. you know, you gotta kind of look back and laugh. And that's also, I think, what makes us appreciate what we do so much because 100%. we know how much we've worked to to get into 100%, it. Man. Yeah, I don't think I done did one show in South America that didn't end in a riot. I believe yeah. that. A fucking yeah. riot where we were fighting the whole place. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. yeah. It's intense. I mean, it's, you know, you, you really sacrifice a lot to do this. And, and like you said, like we fucking appreciate it, of course, and we're super happy to be doing it. But it's it's just not all it. puppies and rainbows and well, glitter. We like to it's, do it, you yeah, know? Yeah. We, we work hard. Sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, so, like being away and starving or missing your family or yeah. Yeah. shitty sound. Or you're on the road and, and somebody in your family dies. Yeah. yeah like how many funerals and weddings and all that stuff we missed by yeah, all my following our dreams and being yeah. on tour. Like I didn't find out my grandma died till like a week later because we had no cell phones in early 94. Right. Or 93, I was on tour. I was sick of it all for six weeks. 
Didn't find out till I got home. Missed the funeral. Yeah. yeah. I was out there like living my dream. Like I'm on tour. I'm a roadie. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. My lot. dad died when I was on a Danzig tour. Oh wow. And I and I played. Yeah. I'm like if I go home, just like Glenn did with his mom. He's yeah. gonna shoot me with lightning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, he would he, he would be stay. so pissed if I left all these guys sitting here. Yeah. Wow. So I I fucking I sucked it up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's intense. It's really it's I feel like if you haven't done it, you just don't know. A lot of people think they know because they've seen a show or maybe they've done like a weekend and you, you know but you've not know. Yeah, exactly. No, you have exactly. no idea. Yeah. But we still do it. Yeah, it's great. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still like it, you know. It's still fucking awesome when it comes down yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, like being yeah. on stage is the most amazing feeling ever. But yeah. the, like the twenty-three hours surrounding that are fucking brutal sometimes. Yeah, yeah it yeah. can be really hard. For food, trying to get some sleep. Yeah, there's no fucking Wi-Fi backstage to even call anybody back home. And yeah, you're, uh, yeah. it's freezing. Yeah, fucking catering sucks. When I, when I first was was applying for visas and stuff to work in other countries with Arch Enemy, you know, I had to send them a scan of my passport so we could put together the visa applications and they were laughing so hard at my photo because <laughs> the passport photo at that point i needed to like get a new passport and i was so fucking broke i couldn't even afford food because i had these like huge vet bills to pay for my cat who Damn. was sick and like so i was just like well i can't have food so i'm just gonna not eat for a few weeks and so i was just like starving but so then i had to take my passport <laughs> photo at that point so my passport photo was like I was all emaciated and gross and like <laughs> oh super hideous. And so the, I remember sending it to Michael and he was like, that's what you look like. <laughs> what did we do here? What did we get ourselves into? <laughs> oh shit! But you know, cause I just, I like didn't care at that point. I was like, let me just get this done. You know, trying to between everything else that was going on, struggling to find work and whatever. Like I was just so fucking emaciated. Yeah. And that, that balance, like it seems like you kept it, the balance between like fantasy and reality of it. You're on tour and everybody loves you and the shows are great. And then you're back to reality in your in where you live, and like either I had to do that when we tr we moved out here to California and had hired us with my band, so I was working at the Fonda Theater for Golden Voice, doing all the loading and stuff for like a year or two, just all that stuff you do in between, yeah. you yeah. know, and like just that reality, of, like because touring is fantasy, it's not real life. Yeah, like, yeah. we're in real life now, but when you're out there, it's just this amazing thing where all you have to do you can sleep all day until. You go on stage and just play and then go back on the bus. But it's, it's still a job and it's a hard job. Yeah. I remember yeah. doing like a festival with Danzig and then coming back home like a day or two later when I got there, went right to work. It's yeah. blazing sun out. <clears throat> I'm throwing the garbage out of the shop. All this oil and just shit is going all over me. I'm getting stung by bees. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. It's like a black bear chasing Yeah. Me. I thought I was on stage. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. man, if all those people seen me doing this, they'd all fucking spit on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You That's know? why for us, it's just like, like I'm 100% sure I speak for all three of us in this room where it's like we just see ourselves like the same as anybody yeah. in the crowd, as yeah. any of the crew, anyone working at the venue. Yeah. We're like so the same because we do that shit too, you know? 100%, so for man. us, it's like it feels weird if somebody, you know, puts us in a different category than them because we're like, no, we're the fucking same, man. Just come say hi if like, you want to. Yeah, you know? like, no, we don't bite. Just we're fucking humans. chill, you know? When just you relax. meet somebody and they're like freaking out that they're meeting you, that freaks me out. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with I'm you? Because I'm like, just come <laughs> fucking... 
just come have a conversation. It's fine. But people are so intimidated. They put they put you up on this like pedestal thing, like you're like yeah. superior and shit. But we're yeah. not. We're just humans. Yeah, we yeah. don't put ourselves there. And there's a reason why like we play the music we do and we connect to the people we do because we're we're just like you. We're the same kind of yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Do people recognize you in your town? Do people recognize you without makeup around walking around? My town, they all know we're there. Yeah. And they don't care. So that's yeah. cool. You guys like the heroes of the town, like the band that made I, it from your town? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. We're like the Frankenstein's. They chase us with torches and pitchforks. <laughs> you guys like the weirdo family in the town? Of though? course. <laughs> Every fucking place we live, you know. I mean, the fans don't understand how hard it is to do this, you know. And I had a guy recently. I posted a picture of me and Kirk Hammett, and he and he I made a, he made a comment. He was like, um, "Why don't you give back to the fans? Because we made you put some pictures of you and the fans up there." And I was like, "Wait a minute, the fans didn't make me. I made me. I made you a fan of me." Yeah. Yeah, you, you didn't make me. Yeah, you didn't like make we, me. We yeah. created the music. We created and the fan. We're happy you like it. You didn't but create that, us. And that, like that. Oh man, Doyle, it like gives so much back to the fans. Like he puts so much effort into his show. Yeah. Does meet and greets with like fifty people a night. Like he does so much. So if anyone ever tells him he doesn't give, I mean, he just did seventy-five shows in eighty days. Like. You know, I, I'm just like, man, 30,000 miles. <laughs> they, they more than circumvented the planet. We more- circumcised the planet. <laughs> the green van, the green. Was it uh, Winnebago? It is a bandwagon. Band- bandwagon. Shout you know, out to bandwagon. Gnarly. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But yeah, yeah, so I'm just like, man, he gives so much. And like, he does all sorts of shit. You know, like you, you do too. I know we yeah. all do. Like we do all sorts of shit. That we never get credit for and we don't brag about it and fucking 100%. charity work and charity donations, fucking saving waitresses' lives and yeah. shit. Yeah. You know, I, people like, post, like, I just did this charity. It's like we do all that like shit because that. we love Because they're not doing it for the right reasons. Doing it. Either. Exactly. Yeah. We love doing you know, running I mean? around for Razor. Man. <laughs> That's a good story. That was that was pretty funny. Is that a dog? No, so okay, this, this is, is great. This is just because if you visualize this, it's really funny. So, I mean, yeah, it's pretty funny when you visualize it. So we were in New York a few weeks ago. It was really cold, and we were walking to go get some food. John's on 12th. You ever John's on 12th. Yeah, because we love that place. So the people sick. that work there are super cool. Yeah. It's like really like a cozy family place. It's great. Those job. raviolis. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't always vegan either. It changed. Like, I know. Yeah, so and cool, the fact man. that they like proudly advertise, yeah. like, we have vegan food here. Like, yeah, that's really cool. It's cool spot. Yeah. And so we're walking towards it, and it was starting to get cold, and I was telling him, I'm like, man, I can't believe people have to sleep on the street. And like, every time I pass by a church, it pisses me off because I'm like, this huge fucking building should be full of bunks for people to sleep and stay Absolutely. warm it's not fair that this this establishment doesn't have to pay taxes has tons of money and there's people sleeping on the street and like it's empty it's empty like there yeah. should be you know and you know we were talking like man if only we had the money to to get some property we could like build houses for people like just something you know to help people get on their feet again yeah and so we're talking about this and then we pass by this just big pile of trash and on the trash pile there's like a cardboard sign that says vegan trans anything helps and so I, and so i stopped and i was like and he continued walking vegan trans like yeah vegan trans okay. anything helps if you have food like it was just asking for like food but it was just like a cardboard sign on a pile of trash as far as i could see but i saw vegan and so i stopped and he continued walking so i went hey dude to like call him back and then i hear this voice come from the trash bags go yeah and so i was like oh shit i'm sorry i didn't know someone was in there like i'm yeah. waking you up and so this voice keeps responding and like yeah no that's okay I, I i i'm in here just staying warm and so i get him to come back and i'm just talking to this person that's in there and i never see her and she explains how she's trans 
uh, living in New York and there are trans shelters, but she can't go there because she gets attacked because yeah. she's, she's not technically, she has to go to the men's shelter, but she's not a okay, man. Okay. And so she's telling me that she, you know, they cut you off at age 24. I think she said, I haven't researched this, so I don't know the exact details, but she said they cut you off at age 24 and she said she was 51 years old and she's been living on the streets for six years. Damn. And so I was like, well, what can I, like, I don't have anything on me. Like, how can I help you? And she was like, if you could just get me like a, a warm coffee and maybe some, some ginger. I some gave her protein bars because I always carry yeah, them. In case some... people on the subway are asking for money, give them food. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we're like, there was a market across the street and we're like. Is she Fuck. vegan too? Yeah. And she was vegan. Being homeless. That's, That's it. So I was like, you know what? Let's go get her some good fucking shit. We so we, yeah. So we went to the, the store next door and we got some hot coffees and some like tea and like. You know, good little goodies and and some. And nice we were scared we were going to lose our reservation because we were right on yeah, time. This, <laughs> and so okay. at this point, we were going to be late actually we're for like, the reservation. Ah, but but so yeah, we went there and it. we you know we went yeah. there and we and we gave it back and just this little hand sticks out from the it's trash awesome, and we man. just gave her the the food and and you know and so we were trying to rush a little bit but like eventually you know we gave her the food she was happy with it we went and ate and then on the way back I was you know I just said like okay if you're awake bye you know like That's as nice. we were walking by and. Uh, and she was talking to me and whatever, and he was, you know, a little bit further away trying to organize getting a cab or whatever. But the funny thing to me that, like, I it didn't even occur to me, but to everybody, like, because I was kind of... <laughs> it looks I, so funny. I was dressed up kind of nice, you know? I did my yeah. hair, and, like, because we were going on, like, a date. I like that. You know? It's and when you wear that first dress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and but then it didn't occur to me, but for, like, 10 minutes, I was standing there just talking to a trash pile. <laughs> I'm looking at her and I'm just like, I wish I should have filmed it. You know, and it was so funny. Because like she was, you know, she had like a like an enclosure to keep her yeah. warm, you know. And I talk with my hands a lot. So I'm like yeah. very animated when I'm talking. But I was like to everybody else, they just see this chick talking standing here talking to a pile of trash. <laughs> trash heap like I'm Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Because in my head, I was you like, I don't. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what this person looks like. She said uh, her name was Razor. So like, I, I don't know Razor? who she is. Razor. Yeah. So Razor, if you hear this, hello. That's but, amazing. Yeah. Story. You know what sucks? Yeah. I have these Doyle hoodies because I got boxes of them. And when you're cold, what do you do? You grab one of your merch shirts, right? Yeah. I had yeah. this really thick one. I got it with me now. And I didn't wear it that night. I would have fucking gave it to her yeah yeah and i was like fuck i don't even have it and so we asked her, we're like where do you set up normally because next time we're in i'll just bring all my old clothes if yeah. you want them she was like yeah, yeah for sure i'm always yeah. here so we know where to find her now at least but that's amazing so she, so she stays over by john's yeah so yeah 11th street it's 12th street 12th and yeah. uh second yeah second half yeah. yeah john's on 12th but yeah it's, it's just so funny how it was funny. I, you know, I was just trying She's to. She's over there it. talking to it like. I like, I must have looked totally nuts because yeah. like it didn't look like there was anyone there. No, you it, know? Looked, it looked like it was a really cool setup she made because it really looked like garbage, but you could it tell was, like, it was super inconspicuous. Like Who's I just lady is talking to. Trash? I still yeah, yeah just like why is that chick over there talking to the trash heap? You know, but, like that's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. Up and so funny. I yeah. should have. Also, I want to say that if if you're listening, on uh, Nabisco, nutty but nutty butters, nutter butters, nutter butters <laughs> You need to sponsor Doyle because he's a fiend when it comes. No pun intended. I'm he's addicted. A fiend when it comes to your products. Yeah, it's yeah. Just accidentally I, I, vegan I have ones. a problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love when you find stuff like that. That's like oh man, the accidentally, accidentally vegan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oreos. It became I, later on. I yeah. eat the whole flat, the giant family size of the Nutter Butters after the show. One time I was eating them and I and I had uh, my singer's other dog, who's a Chihuahua, Broody B, sitting on my lap, and I'm just eating them, you know, looking at my phone, whatever. And he comes over and he goes. Look what you do. You hurt the ones you love. And I looked at the dog. He was covered in crumbs. Like, <laughs> like, you like, hurt the ones you love. Yeah, like snow. It was like a mountain oh, on his head. And he's just sitting there looking at me like, 
You know what the fuck? Are those on your rider every day? No, fans bring them. Okay. Yeah, they it bring. Should be on your, it should be sponsored by them. Usually, there's like a half a dozen bags on the bus. If anything happens to this podcast, that you get sponsored by Nabisco and you get makeup for free for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, give you a cut. One it. nutter butter per when, box. When you when, <laughs> when you're a workout maniac like you and you eat a bunch of cookies like that, you feel guilty? Nope. So I, I'll eat them while I'm working out. Wow. I don't give a shit. I could eat anything. I've been working out so long, I could eat anything. Yeah, he's in a good metabolism spot. metabolism is still... Yeah, it's crazy. It's kid. crazy. Wow. So yeah. you have a strict diet of any kind of shit you would no. eat basically? Yeah, I eat whatever I want. Wow. Like a true vegan monster. Yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah. you want. So you never worry about whatever abs or none of that shit. You've had no. a six-pack since you were 10 years old. Let's keep it real. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, I know. Man. I know. Good yeah. genes. Good genes, And a lot of work. Man. A lot of work. A lot 44, of work. Straight, he's very, he's 44 straight years of working out. I missed yeah. one year because I couldn't walk because my back was fucked up. Do your brothers work out? Um, yes. Not did, like, did not, you, ever, you ever get fights with them as a kid? Um, no. We never awesome. fought. We fight more now... Uh, through lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brothers would give wedgies to each other. We would like, like physical fights or anything like that. Yeah, if I want to talk to my brother, I have to call a lawyer. And if you could name like um your top, you have a top five bands? That's so mm. hard. It's so, so hard, I, right? I, I, one band you love the most. You know, I always say the same thing. I always say the distillers, but it's just so Dude, true. That is awesome. The played on, we missed the show. The Palladium was so good. Oh, oh, I know. I was my on tour. Called, I, I, want, I want them to do more shows because... yeah. I would Fuck like yeah, to. I would like to open for them if they're listening. Yes, okay. that'd be yes. sick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is there one band you love that you think inspired you the most? Um, that's a really hard question. I mean, Sabbath maybe. Eddie Van Halen inspired me to play the guitar again. Okay. Iron Maiden inspired me to play songs, okay. to write songs rather. Um, the Misfits period inspired me to play. Yeah. I mean, the best Misfits album is Static Age to me. It's the first one they did. Great album. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but no other punk bands you liked that you loved? Uh, the Ramones. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. I I can't say there's one band that just, I like what I do. Yeah. You know, I write shit and then I give it to my singer, Alex. And when I get it back, I don't hear myself playing it anymore because I didn't write that part. Yeah. Like it's a that. new song to me. Yeah. And he's great at it. So it's, I like yeah, it. He's great. That's awesome. It's, you know, so. Serious we distillers. Yeah. Yeah. But you I like agree with. I agree yeah, with, we've seen them. We, we, well, we saw Brody we and saw they Brody played distiller songs, but that was before they did the reunion. Yeah. 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 That was cool. What about hip hop? You guys are ever into hip hop? No. no. <laughs> I can't see you. No. I, I mean, I. I see you, but not Dory. I don't know why Dory. Uh, yeah, I'm just not into it. I mean, I, I, I like anything that's got good lyrics. Yeah. So if it's, even if it's rap, if it's got good lyrics. It's cool, but I'm never in the mood to listen to that. Okay. So I don't listen to it. I like good songs. If it's a good song, I, I don't care if Britney Spears is singing it. If it's a good song, it's a good song. Yeah. Do you think you bobbed your head to hip hop before somewhere? Like you were like. Like who's hip hop? I don't even know. Like Run DMC maybe for you, Grandmaster Flash, or back in the day shit for you. Remember Grandmaster Flash? That's your. That's I your heard. Era. I heard that word before. I don't know what Kumo that is. D. Yeah. Uh, I heard that word too. But Run DMC probably. Beastie Boys. No. Wow. So you're never in hip hop. They, they were a punk rock band first. They were. They opened for us. You can hear us. that. Oh, shit. Them, you can hear that. Knowledge. Yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah, they opened for us. Yeah. That's awesome. That was when they first started. They opened up for you guys. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. And then finally, my final question would be <laughs> favorite movie? There's He's a, a horror light. movie guy. <laughs> what is that? 
<laughs> she likes Rocky Horror as her favorite. Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I want to take Max that. We just talked about the other day, but yeah, old enough to go to that and see that. Oh yeah, we for should sure. See New York, Me and Moon. Yeah, you love that. My, yeah, it's great. I, lo- I, I love. I think it's it. probably. I have it on my phone. The album. Did you have like John Waters movies? Those other crazy yeah. ones. Cry yeah, Crybaby. Yeah. Oh, Crybaby's great. So good. My yeah. favorite is King Kong, starring Faye Ray with Faye Ray with her delicate satin draped frame. <laughs> As it clung to her thighs. <laughs> <laughs> do you like black and white movies, guys? You like that? Yeah. yeah Moon loves that. I like good movies. Do. I don't fucking... care. You know. You know what we started getting into recently? <laughs> also, is just really looking at the gold. I don't know if it's called the Golden Age, but like. Bewitched. I dream we're, we're, of hooked, we're hooked on Bewitched. We're fucking bewitched. hooked on That's because you watch. look at it and it's so, the script yeah. is so well written and they're not relying on shock or gore or sex or anything to True sell story. it, which is like, I get that those are selling points, but like this is actually just like so funny and so charming and yeah. it's not using any of that. Yeah. And it's just like That's the good. acting in it is so good. Yeah. yeah. Bewitched was nice. Yeah. Well, we're going to do the monsters. <laughs> we're going to do the monsters. We're going to do uh, the odd couple. Yeah, it's great. Maybe Genie. We're thinking of doing Genie's great. Do you, you like shit. Olive Lucy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Twilight Zone. How about, you yeah. ever watch Burns and Allen? You ever see that? No, is that a newer one? No, no, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Oh, shit. Fucking funny, man. It's That's just, real old she school. She has like old, old school shit. That's old. Yeah, so I, funny, I just but. really appreciate, like when I, when I, because I, I actually studied film and visual arts and photography. I did study this in Sejab, actually. Not that it makes any difference, but like I studied that and I had an appreciation for that anyways, but I feel like I kind of, it's like there's so much being churned out now just to sort of like, you know, here's another Netflix series and you go through it all in one day, you know, and it's like that shit's good too, but I really, knowing the effort that went into these TV shows and how like television was like a new thing at that point, like movies, like that was insane. You had it in color. And a woman lead too back then. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I mean, Bewitched in my opinion, and I think that they were probably doing this intentionally, it's like an interracial marriage. Like, you know, because one's a witch and one's a mortal and like they address issues like that. That's a good point actually. You know, it's like, it was just cool to watch it from a a 2018, 2019 sort of point of view and see how it still holds up. Yeah. And you know, I think when that show started, they had no budget for wardrobe, so all the actors were just like bringing their own clothes to wear, and it's just like real, like quality Authentic entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, really appreciate those kinds of like just amazing actors and yeah, just how they were able to sort of pull this show together and uh, yeah, it's just Especially really back then too, and yeah, a long run too. Yeah, it's Mash, just, you ever watch Mash? Yeah, that's yeah. a good one too. There's another question: How old did you get that tattoo? Seventeen. You guys got them together? You said. Yeah. And then just recently you started getting a little more tats as you get older. Yeah, well, if I go with somebody and they're getting one, I get one. Yeah. I don't yeah. really... I'm it not hurts a, more when you get older, though, I think. I'm not a tattoo mm-hmm. fan, but... Yeah. Uh, How much space do you have left? None. 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 I, got, I got spaces where I can't really talk about it. <laughs> but it's funny when you when you were on social media and you posted your knuckles, you're getting lazy because you want to redo them. People are like, oh my God, you're getting your best friend's tattoo removed. It was so silly, man. Well, again, it's people who think so they know. Silly. But it's like... That's not your hand and it's not your story and it's yeah, not your I, business. Actually. I showed Kat the other day and I said, yeah, I'm getting this off and I want you to do it because that's the first thing you ever did. Right. And she's like, yep. Yeah. That was yeah. The first tattoo she ever did was the misfit skull. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I should have the best one, not the worst one. Yeah. She should yeah. Do well, it. I mean, finger like finger tats get all weird anyways. Right. Yeah. So. I've been getting them burned off and man, that shit's hot. Woo. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm nervous. About getting I have a guy for you. He'll do it. Okay. New Jersey. New York City. Okay. New York. And so would you guys consider yourself optimistic or pessimistic people? I think I'm very realistic. My, that's exactly what my wife would say. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah. What about you? I'd have to ask you what each one of those means. <laughs> positive or negative person? Oh, positive. I, okay. I don't like anything that's negative is not allowed to be in my mind or around me. Yeah. I love that because people would think the misfits, dark, skulls, death, without even reading the lyrics or anything, yeah. would think automatically devils, evil, Satan. But I still yeah. like that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, but I'm saying that from the outside perspective. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, this guy's positive. I, well, that's... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I consider myself very much a realist, but that is a positive thing because, sure in, in my opinion, I'm not kidding myself that everything's going to be fucking yeah. sunshine. I know that things are going to go wrong, and I know that things are going to really suck sometimes, and I'm as prepared as I can be for those things, but I still, like, love and appreciate those things because it means I'm alive. Like, yeah. you, it's still a part of life. Yeah. And it's it's the same way I look at lots of di- you know it's like I I'm very anti-religion, but it's not because I'm full of hate and negativity. It's because I already know how to be a good person without some book telling me that. Yeah. I don't need to have the fear of of some f- fantastic god creature punishing me in order to do good things. Like right. I, I want to do them just because I want to do them. Yeah. So even if I'm saying good I'm a person because you are not because somebody told you to be, that's exactly. it. Or that's it. Or, or because of fear of retaliation yeah. or anything like that. So it's, you know, it's, I, I, I call it realism, but it's, I like that. but it's really, that's a really positive way of looking at things. I think I agree. My wife is like that too. Yeah. The thing with me with the religion thing is, um, you know, I think concerts, you know, metal shows, punk shows, whatever the fuck it is, is a lot just like the Christian church, you know, and they look down on these kind of shows, but it's the same thing. You all go there, congregate to sing I agree. your songs, but there's only one fucking difference. Their gods are actually standing in front of them. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. You know? It's true. And we're, and actually we're not asking anything from them, you know, No, we're no, giving, we're giving them music and we're giving them a show and we're just happy that they're there to appreciate it. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like music has have, uh, changed people's lives in a more positive way than religion has. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think people got to stop fucking stealing it cause they're killing us and yeah. without, and they're stealing movies, yeah. they're illegally downloading movies and music and it's just fucking everything up without the entertainment business, which is that Yeah, everybody's going to, everybody's going to kill each other. Because there's yeah. no release. There's no... I agree. You know? And don't do that because we need to make more. And if you take it, it's like taking our product. If I if I had a sunglass company and somebody came in and stole some, is that a crime? Yeah. It's a crime. Yeah. Right? Why are you stealing our product, which is our song? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think musicians are the most ripped off out of anyone, you know? Oh, so bad. So, and it's even to the point that we just... It's just like legal. Like, you know, you can just yeah. stream it and and you're not really paying us anything for yeah. it and and that's the thing we still do it because we're still happy that people like the music and it's just when it gets to the point that like people see all these big bands playing festivals and whatever and think we're like these millionaires and like yeah. i'm still paying to play yeah pers- yeah and like you know? like honestly like probably most of the people in the audience drive a better car than me 100%. have a nicer p- place to live than me like like i i'm not complaining but like yeah I could make more money if I had just gone and done the things that school taught me and gotten a normal job. So it's not like we're doing this for money. We're doing this because we love the music and we, and we love to do it. And 
us wanting to just be compensated. We just want to be compensated enough that we can actually continue to make the music yeah. because 100%. if we don't have enough to pay our bills, we're going to have to go get another job yeah. and yep. then we won't have time to make the music. Yep. Or tour. Then yeah. you get no more and you know, it's, it's yeah. Uh, making it to me is having a car that works, having a roof over your head, yeah, being able to eat and take care of everybody that, you know, that you're, you know, is your family. Yeah, that's all I want. I don't, yeah. it's not a yacht. It's not a mansion. It's not yeah, a billion no. dollars in the bank. It's enough to get by. Yeah. I agree. I drive a that's fucking 15 it. year old Corolla and I love it, Sick. you know? And like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll never buy a car that's My worth more than 3,000 Canadian dollars yeah, or something. That. You know, like I just, I don't need status symbols. I don't even need anything fancy. I live in a house that, uh, not a house. I live in an apartment that's 120 years old or something like, you know, it's oh, like yeah. in, and you know, it's just, yeah, it's it's hard yeah. to it's hard to explain, but a lot but of people have a skewed view. Perception of us. Yeah. Of yeah. Bands. Yeah. Yeah. The grass isn't always greener. Yeah. We struggle too. We go through a lot of shit to make the music and to be on tour and. Our and I think that's actually what kills a lot of bands is that, you know, you get older and and members get married or have kids and they realize like shit. If I'm going to provide, I need to actually get yeah. a job that will pay me some money constantly and, constant and, money. Yeah. Like a, a reliable source of income. And, and yeah. it's not, you know, in a way it's like, that's kind of selling out, but like, you got to do that, you know, but then people yeah. think that if we want to be paid for the albums that we make, then that's selling out. No, dude, it's like, no, we fucking work. Like we, we have we to work for free. Yeah, exactly. Except for us. We work for free. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. People don't see all that stuff. No, no. You want to no. see or just, because it's so lucky, blah, 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 blah. We are lucky, 100% lucky. Yeah. But. We're lucky, but you know what? We were talented. You know, yeah, we, we're lucky came, we, we created the art, you know? Yeah. We, yeah. We, and that's my favorite part of it, is creating the art. I'd rather write songs than record a song any day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like yeah. it when it's recorded so I could actually hear it, but I don't like the process of doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's a motherfucker. You write songs for other people? I wrote some stuff for her. That's about it. Well, I'll write the write vocals on it. Yeah. 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 We, I nice. mean, we haven't like done them yet but i'm we'll probably do some yeah it's awesome That's yeah it. yeah all right guys well i think this is great i think we talked about a lot of awesome subjects all my notes are behind me um yeah yeah right, you guys have anything you want to plug right now you guys are working on oh well i'm just working on my solo album you know and that's which would be a lot easier to do if I didn't have to tour 300 days a year. You know? <laughs> but it like, it's hard. But yeah. That's honestly, that's the thing. I just wish I could like, I wish I could clone myself so that one could be on tour while the other one's writing music. I'd be done with that. that shit. That's sick. You know, but, but I can't do that yet. So, so, uh, yeah. You do that. What's that? Somebody like, somebody like him to make a phone and go out there and tour and be doing no, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, a robot. Yeah. yeah. You, you tour so much. It's like, when do you write songs? I don't want to touch a guitar on the road. My hands are killing me. Yeah. yeah, I don't even want to see it till it's showtime. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. We're Arch Enemy's going to be doing some more touring this year, starting in March and hitting Asia, uh, Europe, a bunch of. We're gonna we're gonna tour a lot this Let's year. See you over there in Europe for sure. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. What about you, Doriel? I wish. <laughs> yeah, I wish. we're way. working on it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. That would be fun. Well, I appreciate you guys' time. I appreciate everything you guys done in music. Appreciate you guys being my friends. And thank you for you guys continuing to inspire people with veganism and music. Yes. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Ditto. You, you hit up on here. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Talk about Zapto knives, Devil Ox, <laughs> <laughs> Yoga, Misfits. Uh, I'll call this shit out. I'm just, I'm just rambling right now. All right, good. Awesome. Cool. cool. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. 
Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to do the next one.